Welcome to a terrible football show. As you can see, I'm not Alex Light because he's still on vacation in Florida, uh, enjoying all this, watching us try and figure this out. But so I'm going to enter here who you have today, Ricky and Shane. They're going to be y'all show's hosts. I'm just going to do some intros here and then I'm going to peace out. So I hope y'all are ready for this uh, show without Alex. Have y'all done one of these before? Uh, we have. Um, we did one. I did one with Tyler uh, way back in uh, season two, I think, maybe. Um, it, <laughs> production was not the best, but hey, we worked through it. Hey, sounds good. Well, I'm just going to run through some stuff here. So, of course, we got our sponsors and everything. Um, Rogue Energy, got to check them out. They got their cans coming out. Have y'all seen those flavors? They look good. Tropical Breeze, Strawberry Burst, and Cotton Candy. I'm ready for those once we can get a hands on that. Wayward Beard Company, of course, and Asian Inc. Once we get all that stuff out, that stuff looks fantastic. Everything that Alex has shown me has been absolutely fantastic. So I'm really looking forward to once we can actually show more of that off. Of course, check, off our, check out our Discord. You can find the links in down below, as well as our website at sparky3.com. With that, I'm going to pass it over to you two, and I'm going to peace out for a while. All right? Appreciate it, man. Uh, yeah, welcome to the Terrible Football Show. This is going to be a me and Ricky show today. Um, got a lot to talk Jacob's about. Jacob's still running the fake punt for Ohio State. What? He's still running the fake punt for Ohio State, so yeah. Oh, yeah, gotcha, just... gotcha, that's, gotcha. Um, so is this me and Ricky show uh, today? Uh, we got a lot of stuff to, to talk about to discuss. Got a lot of stuff coming up this week in college football and pro football. Um, be sure to follow us on Twitter. Um, Rick, do you have a? Uh, I forgot. Do you, you have a Twitter, right? No. You don't. Okay. I'm the twer- I'm I'm called Twitterless. All right. I'm I'm Twitterless. Got you. Okay, Maybe I okay. should get one. Maybe it's time for for me to get one, so that way I can be a part of this Twitter thing. But you know, it's it's okay. It's all right. Um, follow us here at Terrible Football Show at um shit. I, I'm I'm a horrible host. I forgot what Twitter was. That's um, okay. Just follow. Just just follow us. Anyways, links are in links down below. Links down below. That's for mine and for the show. Um, of course, like you already said about Agent Inc., we got a lot of stuff coming out with uh, jerseys and more and stuff coming out in the future that will be released soon. Uh, Wayward Beard Company. Check them out with all your great beard stuff. Rogue Energy. Check Discord links. Yada yada. Um. Anyway, let's jump into it. Um. Pro football or college football? How are we starting today, Rick? I think we started with college last week. We'll start. With pro. Let's start with pro this week. Alrighty, alrighty. Some pretty major um matchups this week, especially some games that I did not expect to go the way they did. Mm-hmm. But hey, it's the life of football. So uh, let's get started. Uh, let's let's start with the Bengals the Bengals Dolphins game. I had some I had some interest in this game. Of course, when it goes to fantasy, you had Jamar Chase playing in this game. Um, but I think the big one here is Tua goes down with another injury. Um, clearly another head injury. Um, that's what, in my opinion, two in two weeks. Um, I know they released something about Tua earlier, like maybe 15 minutes ago. I haven't got to check the news on it yet or not, but what are your thoughts on that? So, uh, Shane, I believe it was the second one in four days because I believe they played that previous Sunday and then they ended up playing on Thursday. I think it's time the NFL, if they're going to, if they're going to have Thursday games, they need to put about a week and a half in between them. 
Um, I think that was one of the I think that's one of the biggest issues that I've seen with this NFL schedule. I understand it's professional sports, and I understand like right now, of course Miami will not have another game. Um, well, they'll they'll play this coming Sunday, but um, as far as um, the schedule goes, I think if you're playing on a Sunday. You technically get three days of rest. You'll get that Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and then, of course, you play on Thursday. That That's very tough, Shane. Um, even for a professional football team, that, that that's extremely tough. I was officiating a ball game last Friday night, and one thing I noticed that I, of course, let's just, let's just put it this way. I notice this every week. Some of the greatest athletes to some of the athletes that aren't so great. One of the things I noticed about football players, Shane, is they're limping off the field when the game is over with. Like they're they're limpy because they're they're sore. Bodies no. have your yeah. body has to re- your body has to rest. You have to have that time period that you just have to have some rest. And for whatever reason, you could blame the doctor, you could blame whoever you want to. This is on the Miami Dolphins as a whole, and I understand the doctor was fired over this. This is on the Miami Dolphins as a whole. Tua should not have played Thursday night, period. Should not have even touched the football field. They should have sat him out, put him in the concussion protocol anyway, which, in my opinion, should have been should have been the issue as it, as it was. So, I mean, good win for Cincinnati. I mean, let's, let's give it to Cincinnati. Miami has looked extremely good, uh, especially the first three weeks of the season. Of course, this past Thursday was their first loss. But, um... And the law in the log run, uh, they got to have two a healthy, um, in order to go forward. I mean, I agree. And I mean, with this whole scheduling thing, I think the NFL continues to just completely fumble the schedule. I mean, you, you, you've got teams playing in, in England or London, um, and then coming back the next week and, and playing, right? So they, they fly to London, whatever the day they, they play that game and then they come back and they have a Sunday game, or uh, I think even the Packers this year or next year, um, they play a team in London and then come back and play on a Thursday night. Like, that's absolutely ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, not only should you have a bye week, but you should definitely not be playing on a Thursday night when coming back from London, especially if you're, um, I mean, I know technically Wisconsin's not West Coast, but, I mean, that whole trip is just ridiculous. Um, I mean, and now they're talking about teams playing in Germany. Um, Mexico is a little, a lot easier when it comes to that. But I mean, this whole scheduling thing's hurting the NFL right now, in my opinion. Not only with viewership, because I mean, here in America, I mean, uh, I know, at least I know us here in Arkansas, we, we, they're six, seven hours ahead of us. So I mean, if they're playing at, you know, if they're playing a noon game in England, that's six o'clock in the morning for us. Who's gonna wake up? Um, unless you're just an absolute diehard fan of whoever's playing over there, they wake up at 6 a.m. to watch a game. Right, you know, um, you know and, I, and here's the thing, Shane. I have zero issue with the, with teams going overseas and playing. I think it I think it raises the popularity of the game because you, you have some of these teams that are overseas. They're not used to American football. You look look at London. You know, everybody knows that England is their their version of football is soccer. That's what that is what they're used to. They're used to soccer. They're used to being good at soccer, things of that nature. Well, here in America, it's football. Well, they get the they get a chance to watch some of the best athletes that you're going to see uh, play this sport, play this great sport. And you know, I have zero problem with them going overseas and playing a game. But like you were saying, I do have a problem with the scheduling. You should not be playing in London 
um, or whatever it is, you should be playing in London and then coming back for four days, which I know this wasn't the case. But but if it, if it does, like you were saying, in a future case, like with the Green Bay Packers, um, that it sh- that shouldn't be the case. If they're and the one thing Shane that really bothers me about this entire thing is we keep we keep hearing more about injuries, we keep hearing more players going to concussion protocol, yet we're playing another regular season game versus what we're used to seeing. You know, we went from 16 games to 17 games, and in my opinion, I think I think going to 17 games is a huge mistake. It's not about whether or not you don't need that one more game to determine a playoff spot or anything like that. If you can't if you can't find a way to have 14 to 16 games and be able to determine who the best teams are, then then that's a problem. You and I both know, usually we know about week 8, week 9, and sometimes even a little bit earlier than that, we know who's going to be in the playoffs and who's not. Well, they don't need that extra week. So it's just like you said, they're fumbling the schedule this this whole entire thing. Uh, I'd be fine if they went to two bye weeks a year instead of just one. Uh, there's there's something that has to be done uh, to that because we cannot we cannot um, see an injury like Tua's because uh, like like I said even though like I said I'm not the biggest Tua fan, but the way that he has played the first three and a half games uh, of the season clearly shows that Miami that Miami needs him to win. I mean yeah I mean I I mean. I mean, is it too far to say that within those first three games, um, and even leading up to that injury with Tua, I mean, he was definitely on the list for the way too early MVP talks. I mean, yes, because I mean, he was a he was a starting quarterback of an undefeated team, and he wasn't playing. I mean, he was playing his position. He was he was getting the ball to his playmakers, doing what he's supposed to be doing. Um, and then in the grand scheme of things, I mean, yeah, I don't have a I don't have any issue with games being played over there, but it's how scheduling is matched before and after that game right i think if you're gonna you're gonna put teams in that situation you have to build the schedules around those games because if not you are going to have a situation like what just happened with tua you're going to have a guy on three days rest going out there and playing against you know professional athletes that are there to beat the crap out of you um i mean so i mean and like you said even on the high school level at the lowest levels even peewee i mean you would have you you would have kids and and high school players coming off the field limping or you know they're having issues getting getting their stuff off to you know even go to the locker room there's got to be a a somehow to be to to better fix those schedules because i mean that's absolutely outrageous and it really it really frustrates me because they're changing the game so much to because of player health right but then yet the nfl itself is not doing the number one thing that probably could be a biggest issue uh, or a biggest fix for the issue is scheduling. How can you have a guy that, that yes, given the Dolphins should have not had him play um, or come back in the game last week and then play this week, but at the end of the day, they were playing on three days rest, right? I mean, they played Sunday um, and then – Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then they play Thursday. One of those days is typically a rest day, um, and then Monday and uh, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, they're you know practicing and watching film on the game and whatever it may be. Like there's not a lot of time there to to rehab to to rest. 
um, even with having a full day, a full day off on Monday, if, if that even happens, because you're watching additional film because you're losing out on on the on two days. So I don't I don't really agree with it. But moving on to the next game, uh, Chicago and New York Giants. Um, so Giants came out with a victory, of course. Um, Danny's Danny is hurt of course, and so kind of seeing how that's going to come up with that game. Um, did you get, get did you get to catch any of that game? I didn't really get to catch any of that game, um, or I, I'd say any. I didn't get to catch much. I didn't get to catch much of that game. Um, but they, they've got to figure out uh, how to get some more offense from Justin Fields. Um, I understand he was he was 11 to 22. Yeah, he was 11 to 22 for 174 passing yards. Um that's okay, I guess. But, um, and of course, 149 yards rushing is fine, but they also gave up 260 yards worth of rushing with the New York Giants. And so, no, they, they've got to figure out a way to get a little bit more offense. You get a little bit more offense for someone like Justin Fields, you're not scoring 12 points in a game. Um, and of course, the New York Giants, I will give them this much. They are a little bit better this year than what I expected them to be. I did not expect them to win very many games, and right now they're 3-1. and one. And so and I, ex- I expected Chicago to win this game, and it didn't happen. But they just got to get a little bit more offense under their system. And uh, some of the big plays, they gave way too many big plays. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm sitting here looking at the box score now. They gave up 262 rushing yards. That's, uh, that's way yard. too much in an NFL game. Um, way too much in an NFL Sa- game. Saquon, Saquon himself had 31 carries for 146 yards. No, no. I'll give him this. Saquon is a great player, and I'm glad he's looking. He's looking like the player that we know him to be, right? Um, after those injuries that he had, pretty much missing a year and a half or so, um, if not longer. But yeah, Chicago defense. That uh, to me, when I think of Chicago, I think of a very, very good defense. Um, that's always what I've especially always the running, them to especially be. a running defense. Exactly. Especially on the and run. For for you to give up 262 yards, and for a team that you know, Daniel Jones, I think he went down at some point. Tyrod came in, and they were just pretty much just feeding Saquon the ball. Like, you knew what they were going to do. Um, they were gonna yeah, that's the ball all they did. Saquon Barkley. Um, so, in my opinion, that was kind of th- – that was very poorly done. Um, any thoughts of about any upcoming games? Got Jacksonville, Philadelphia, which, I mean, Jalen Hurts still looking to me and very, very good. Um, but me personally, I want to talk about this Jets and Steelers game. Because <laughs> I've got, because I've got twenty dollars coming my way, boys. <laughs> you sure did, yeah. Because you picked, you picked the Jets to win that game, and uh, who who was it that bet you? Was it Alex that bet you? Yeah, and then he also bet me that um that Kenny Pickett would that he would be a starter by week five. Guess what? He was announced a starter today. Next week is week five. Um, See, and, so. and I and I'll be honest with you, I'm I'm somewhat shocked in a little bit of a way considering um, that it is Pittsburgh and I wouldn't think Pittsburgh would start a rookie quarterback so quickly with that being said, um, if Kenny Pickett doesn't get the job done, they have nowhere else to go this season. They might as well fold and which the, the way it's the way it's looking right now, um, they're going to end up having to fold before too long. Uh, it's just, they, they're, they're just, they're horrible. They're that terrible Shane. A, a team like I, it just, it blows my mind to an extent because I look at Pittsburgh and it wasn't that long ago 
They had Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell on the same team. And then they had a stacked defense on top with it. They had a Super Bowl-winning caliper team with a bunch of egos, and it all falls apart one by yeah, I mean, one I, I mean, because I think that was, money talks. And so, I yeah, mean, oh, that goodness. was like, what, six, seven years ago? I mean, they were yeah, and it was a, a top-five team in the NFL. Um, I think the only reason why they didn't even get a chance to get there, I think they may have made the AFC Championship game that year, but I think uh, Big Ben had some injury issues that that he was mm-hmm. coming trying to come over. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, let's let's put put it this way with the stats. Mr. Trubisky goes seven of 13, 84 yards, and a pick. Um, and then of course Kenny Pickett comes in. Now his his turnovers is kind of concerning. Um, I didn't get to watch the game, so I don't know exactly when he came into the game. Um, but I did see on Twitter and stuff like his very first NFL pass was intercepted. Um, but he does go 10 of 13, 120 yards. Um, and ha- and by what I've by what I heard ha- and seen, he had them in a position to still win the game even with those three turnovers. Yeah. Yep. Um. But hey, and then again, uh, shout out to Zach Wilson, uh, his first game back. Uh, I didn't expect him to be back this week. I figured they'd set him for another week, but he comes back because um, I think uh, Joe Flacco got hurt, right? Um, or he was something was bugging him and why he didn't play. Um, I believe so, yeah. But yeah, Zach Wilson comes in 18 of 36, 252 yards, a touchdown and two picks. Um, and of course, he had that, that touchdown catch, right, to pretty much win the game. And uh, the gritty that went viral um, on the internet. <laughs> Won't talk about that because there's a lot of mom jokes in that. So yeah, um, <laughs> yeah there's some, there's a lot of yeah. We'll, we won't go there. Yeah. So I mean, in all, Zach Wilson. I mean, he he completed exactly fifty percent of his throws. Um, almost the three hundred yard game. Look, he looked all right. But I I think Kenny Pickett will do well. Um, I think I I don't think right now Steelers fans are expecting much. Um, even if it is Kenny Pickett starting uh, this week, which, I mean, they already announced that he is. But, I mean, I think they came in this year knowing that they were not going to be very good or competitive. Um, and honestly, I'm surprised that they're even 1-3. I very well expected them to be 0-4 right now, um, even with the Jets, uh, with them playing the Jets. And I actually, and I thought if they were going to get a win, that it was going to be against this Jets team. So... Um, that's kind of surprising there, but I look forward to seeing what Kenny Pickett does, uh, next week. Um, going back to Jalen Hurts and the Eagles game real quick, Trevor Lawrence still looking like Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think he had a couple of bad turnovers. Uh, I think that that's what really cost Jacksonville the game, but yeah, uh, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, I think he, he's going to be fine. Um, it just one bad game. It happens. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't a lot of, um, throwing touchdowns in this game trevor lawrence 11 23 174 yards two touchdowns and an interception and of course he was also sacked five times um for a total of 26 yards um but then jalen hurts on the other on the flip side you've got 16 25 204 yards no touchdowns and, and a pick as well um but hey shout out to christian kirk he's doing his thing he's somewhat earning his money two catches 60 60 yards um but me i, I think right now though I'm, it makes me excited that Jacksonville kept this game as close as it was, because in my opinion, I've got Philadelphia like number three in, in my in my NFL power rankings personally. Um, I, I think they're playing really well, really well right now, and I think if they can keep on going, um, I, I had me. I know I know you're a Cowboys fan and they're in the same division, but I did have them winning the division. 
So again, one of my uh, one of my uh, predictions here, kind of looking all right. I didn't have. I had the Cowboys winning the division, uh, just because of the simple fact is they the Cowboys still have a little bit more experience on their side of the ball than what Philly does. But it, but I did have Philly. I had Philly splitting with the Cowboys. I did have them splitting with the Cowboys whenever we did the scheduling early on. Uh, one of the encouraging things about this game, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Jacksonville had a 14 nothing lead, and then their defense gave up 20 in the second quarter. Uh, that you can't do that. That's that's one of the biggest things that you just cannot do, even in an NFL game. Uh, back in the day, you didn't see that very much. Usually, if you had a 14 nothing lead, you you rode with that 14 nothing lead. But uh, but I, either way. Jacksonville's going to get Jacksonville's Jacksonville's going to be fine. They have they have time to recover from this. Oh, for sure. And I think uh, I think the number one reason for that is you know back in the day it was you know here on October Football Show we always kind of throw out there like no matter what it what what level it is pro high school college you know it's win the game is win or lost in the trenches right offense or defensive line and back in the day that's what it was right I mean you had running backs like uh, Jerome Buss, um, you had Brandon Jacobs in New York. Um, I mean, you had all these big hefty running backs that were not scared to punch you in the mouth. Um, and typically they're behind a, a big offensive line too. But now with, with the offense in the NFL, especially being so widespread and so high powered, um, that it's, it's difficult. I mean, definitely in my opinion, the offense in, in the NFL has the upper hand, especially with all the quarterback calls that can be called. Um, well, the rules, the the rules yeah. favor the offense. Now. Oh, for sure, for sure, and especially, and it doesn't help. Like I said, I mean, a lot of these teams are are spreading you four or five wide, um, and not only that, but you've got running backs now that are pretty much wide receivers back there as well. So back in the day, we didn't really see a lot of that. Um, I mean, players like Ladanian Tomlinson, they kind of broke the mold with being able to do that. But nowadays, this is, a, this is an everyday thing that, you know, if you're if you're a running back that can't catch the ball out of the backfield, you're probably not going to get a lot of looks. Um, so it's, it's a lot harder to hold a four point, 14 point lead than it was back then. But merging on about my talk about the Cowboys, you finally got a prediction right with the Cowboys, Ricky. I got a prediction right with the Cowboys. I got a prediction right with the Carolina Panthers. Hey, hey, I think I've gotten every one of them at least, you know, at least one right. But yeah. Um, Speaking speaking of my cow, of course I can I can speak for Jacobs as he's not here. But hey, cowboy haters have been quiet now for three straight weeks, and I absolutely love it. And I absolutely love the fact that we're winning. Uh, Shane, our defense is solid. I th- I think that is the biggest thing with Dallas right now is the defense is just solid, and it, we're and of course you, you know you look at um oh gosh his name just drew, I just drew a blank <laughs> I just drew a blank. I just drew a blank on our backup quarterback. Cooper Rush. <laughs> Cooper Rush. I just drew a blank all of a sudden. Anyway, uh, long day, people. So anyway, so yeah, so Cooper Rush, I think one of the biggest things with him, he's just not making many mistakes. He still has yet to turn the ball over, knock on wood. He's He extends drives. He does everything you expect to in, 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 within an NFL quarterback, and I truly believe right now, uh, when, uh, of course, I I know that Dak's probably going to be the starter when he gets back, but at the same time, I think you start scratching your head. Why are you paying these quarterbacks so many million, millions of dollars when you got a guy like Cooper Rush? He's getting the job done. He's still undefeated as a starter, which I know that's eventually that eventually will go away. I, I'm I'm not you know I'm not stupid, 
But you look at the here and now, he's still undefeated as a starter. He still hasn't turned the ball over. I think he turned the ball over once last year against Minnesota, but uh, this year he has yet to turn the ball over. So, uh, I mean, until then, guys, I mean, it, Dallas is going to be a tough team to beat. Not they're, You're not going to score many points. They have yet to give up a 20-point game yet. And so uh, and I, I don't know. I haven't looked at their schedule, uh, but I, for the foreseeable future, um, right now at least, you we still may not see that. That defense is tight. I mean, yeah, I think the only thing right now that could kind of hurt the Cowboys um, is that run game. Um, we still haven't seen uh, yeah. uh, uh, anybody kind of pop off the off the stat sheet. Um, I mean, Ezekiel had pretty much 20 carries for 50 yards. That's, I mean, that's, we can't have that. That's that, we can't I mean, that's, have that. that's terrible. I mean, his longest run of the day was seven yards. Uh, Tony Pollard, eight carries, six yards, and his longest of the day was nine carries. Um, I mean, and Cooper Rush, as far as he goes – he he is the epitome right now of a game manager, right? He knows what he has yeah. to do to to win the game. Um, he's taking care of the ball, not trying to be, not trying to play hero ball, not trying to do too much or not do enough. He's doing just enough to to you know get the win. Um, I mean, fifteen to twenty-seven, two hundred twenty-three yards, two touchdowns, no picks. And shout out to that to the offensive line. I mean, he's only sacked one time, so. Um, and, and as we know, Dallas Cowboys, they've, they've had a very good line for majority of the last 20 years. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that rush game's definitely got to get better because clearly their offensive line is, is keeping Cooper rush up, um, to where it, it, it's got to be something. I don't know if they're running, if they're messing up on their run schemes and not, not protecting the right gaps or whatever it may be, but. You've got to figure out that that running back position right now. Um, now given it, it was against a of not very good Commanders team. Um, I mean you had Carson Wentz throw the ball forty times. Um, I mean and it's yeah, kind of that that's thing. Um, yeah, that's you know that's that's something else. I, I just I don't know what the Commanders can do now. I mean they're they have I don't think they've won a game yet, have they? They're one and three. Okay, so they did win a game. I did, I thought they were rolling four for some I, reason. But I think either. they I think they won their first game of the year, and they they've lost three straight. I I, I believe. Um, like I said, I don't okay. have the schedule in I'd front have, of me, I'd but have, I, I believe that's right. But um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, on the on commander side, Carson Wentz goes twenty five forty two hundred seventy yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. Um, I mean, you you can't have a quarterback unless you're Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady throw the ball forty times and, and think they're going to win the game. It's just not going to happen. Um, I mean, they're running back Gibson, 13 carries, 49 yards. Now, shout out to former Arkansas Razorback Jonathan Williams. He did get five carries and made the most of it, five carries, 48 yards. His longest run of the day was 23 yards. So, hey, hopefully he can kind of get into that rotation and maybe bring some light to that uh, to that god-awful run game that Washington has right now. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's just a big thing. Washington is just terrible, you know, across the board. And I think they're going to be for a while. Um, they're going to have to rely on their draft. Uh, they're, or, yeah, they're going to have to rely on their draft picks coming up to even try to have have a chance to compete. Yeah, and right now, I mean, Washington's Washington's got so many so many areas that they've got to fill. Um, uh, yeah, I mean they're 
They just need to, they need to start all over. You know, get rid of Carson Wentz, get rid of everybody. Keep Jonathan Williams, of course, because you know he's the Arkansas guy. Got to keep the Arkansas guy. Yeah, get yeah. rid of everybody. Get rid of everybody. Start over. You know what? They should just have an open tryout. Just have an open tryout. You know, you know, just like what 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 movie was it that I'm thinking of? The uh, Inventable with Mark yeah. Wahlberg. Yeah, yeah, they just need to do that. Have an open tryout. There's someone there that wants to be a Washington commander, which I think they're. I think that's a joke of a of a mascot, a commander. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't think I don't. Commanders was definitely wasn't one of my favorites, but it is what it is. But talking to one about one of my teams now, um, the Seahawks. Um, they come out oh, and get a, a high scoring the, game. High scoring very game. High, right there. Very high scoring game. I mean, there was ninety three points scored between both teams. Um, Lions are kind of disappointing me this year. Um, they have a good roster. Um, I think it's just kind of behind Jared Goff. Um, why they're probably probably not doing as well. Um, let me pull up the box score here. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, they're they're just young, Shane. I mean, they're they're still super young. I w- I wouldn't put it all on Jared Goff right now. I mean, um, I mean, yeah, just he, look at the he, roster. They're just, just young. Yeah, just looking at the box score, he didn't play bad, but again, he threw the ball forty times. He was that 26, is true. Yeah, and you can't, you can't. Twenty six of twenty six of forty, three hundred seventy eight yards, four touchdowns and a pick. Now, given that is very good stats, I mean, that's over 60% completion, almost 400 yards, four touchdowns. Um, I don't know the running back. Is it Jamal Williams is the running back? I think so. But, I mean, he had 20 carries for 108 yards and two touchdowns. So, I mean, TJ Hawkinson, eight catches, 180 yards and two touchdowns. They have offense. But I mean, clearly by what mm-hmm. we can see from this from this game, they can't they can't stop nobody. And honestly, I don't know about you, but going into the year, I thought their defense was going to be their strength of this team. But giving up forty eight points, and that's it's uh, just been flip flop. Yeah, and honestly, so right I mean, now, right, right. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, right now, Jared Goff has eleven hundred twenty six passing yards. That's third in the NFL. Uh, he is tied for first with 11 touchdowns. He only has three picks, and his QBR is at 67.1. It's Jared Jared Goff's doing just fine. I just, they just need to pick up their defense. Yeah. Um. And but on and on the flip side, I mean, they came back in this game. I mean, I'm looking at the box score here. I mean, at the end of the third quarter, they were down, um, 38 to like 16 or 17 or something like that. Um, and they put up 22 points in that fourth quarter to uh, bring this within a field goal. Um, but, hey, and also shout-out to Geno Smith. He is statistically playing better than Russell Wilson right now. Um, in this game, he's 23, yeah. of, 23 of 30, 320 yards and two touchdowns. Um, very surprising of what Geno's been able to do. But, again, I think it's just kind of a thing to where he's managing the game. He's not he's not forcing anything. He's not playing hero ball. He's just getting the ball out to his – to his weapons on the outside and letting them do what they what they need to do. Uh, Rashad Penny had another 17 carries for 151 yards this game. Um, you know, maybe a staple in in that run game. Um, we know he's kind of been inconsistent here and there, but hey, I mean, put up 150 yards in a in a game that, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, and of course, Geno's also just making the moment of it. I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, oh, it's just sure. you know the you know the career that he's had. Um, you know, how many teams, I see how many teams has he played for now? I think four or five. I'm trying to think. I'm not, I'm, it's, it, and I know it's, I know it's on up there. 
Um, I'm about to look that up because it's, it's going to eat me alive if yeah, I uh, sure. if I if I don't. Yeah, go look ahead. It, seems, it seems like he's been in the NFL forever. I'll just put it to you that it way. Really it just has. seems it like really he's has. been in the NFL forever. Because he got he was part of the 2011 or 2012. I think it was the same class as Andrew Luck, right? Let's see here. His his rookie year was 2013. Uh, yeah, so uh, with the yep. Jets. Yes, he was with the Jets. He's been with the Jets, the Chargers. Oh, this is his third team. Okay. Um, he's been with the Jets. He was with the Chargers one year um, in 2018, and then now now he's with Seattle. Okay. I thought, I thought it was like more of a four or five range, but but yeah, I mean, and then I mean, on the flip side, DK Metcalf doing DK Metcalf thing, seven catches, 150 yards. Tyler Lockett, not, uh, six catches, 91 yards. Um, they they've got weapons. I mean, we we clearly see that they they've got weapons to to be a good offense. And like I said, Geno's is doing what he needs to do. Um, he's he's taking the moment in and, I mean, putting up points. Clearly, scoring 48 in the NFL game is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That is true. I mean, the Chiefs did put 41 up on the Buccaneers, though. Yeah, true. But but, true. but it's the Chiefs. But it's the Chiefs. We we know yeah. the Chiefs. We expect the Chiefs score that, you know, every week. Yeah, they they have potential doing that every week, every single week. Um, Titans and Colts. This game kind of surprised me. I, I know, I, me personally, I picked the Titans to win, but I thought the Colts are still a better team. But they come out and just lose. I mean, they they lost twenty four seventeen. Um, and and even with them losing they were still able to hold the Titans to scoreless in the second half and still somehow lost. I, I, that blows my mind, but I mean, what, what can you do? Right. I told you guys before the season started and I, I know it's not all Matt Ryan's fault. I'm just going to, I'm going to tip it. I know it's not all Matt Ryan's fault, but I told you guys, Matt Ryan's time is up. It's time to go somewhere else. And We've seen it. We've we've seen them down by twenty something points, and them have to come back from twenty something points. Um, you know, in this case, I think it was twenty four to ten at the half, and they only scored once the entire second half. So their defense played well in the second half. They just didn't play well in the first half. Well, now this team's a mess. I mean, they're they're one two and one. You might as well say one and three, because a tie you don't win, you don't lose. It's a tie. It's it's horrible to me. That counts more of a loss than it does anything. So I mean, yeah, you're still you still only have a one win team, and this is a roster that look that is. I mean, you look at this roster, you look at their names, and you just see nothing but stacked. And this is why I told you guys I've got Jacksonville going nine and eight and winning the division this year. Um, and I know the Titans have played well, but I still have the Jaguars winning this division. I mean, yeah, and right now with how Jacksonville's playing and how kind of the Titans and Indianapolis has not really played up to their potential, because, I mean, you're right. I mean, the Indianapolis Colts, their their own entire roster, um, I mean, I had them a, a top-five team coming into the into the pre, uh, in preseason because just that roster alone is, is r- absolutely ridiculous, and I thought adding um, Matt Ryan to that roster was only going to propel them because I still believe in Matt Ryan. I still believe that he can still be a top a top seven quarterback in the league. Um, I mean, but again, we see we're see, starting to see a trend again. Forty times in a game, twenty seven uh, twenty seven to thirty seven, three hundred fifty six yards, two touchdowns, one pick. No matter what, you can't, in my opinion, you if you're throwing the ball over thirty thirty five times in a game, um, that that typically means that you're behind. 
um, and you don't want to be able to see, and you don't want to see that. Um, kind of heartbreaking out of this game. Uh, Traylon Burks goes down with an uh, with an ankle injury. Um, after his mm-hmm. only his second or third career NFL catch. Um, he, and I think he's listed as doubtful for this upcoming week. Um, I haven't seen anything as far as like an injury report on him. I just know, um, I was hearing Sunday after the game that it was, uh, an ankle injury, um, T's and P's to him. Hopefully he gets well. Hopefully it's nothing too serious. Um, according to this, Shane, he is, uh, he has turf toe. Okay. Well. And that crap that I, hurts. Oh yeah, it does. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah reports. Let me, let me look at this. Was hearing make sure. Was... Yeah, this. Yeah, this one. Yeah, this one says he has tur- He's been diagnosed with turf toe, uh, but he will okay. not need surgery to repair the injury. So he sh- he should he should be back uh, in a few weeks. Nice, nice. Um, and honestly, let's talk about this game now. Probably, in my opinion, my game of the week, or at least a good a good um choice for it the bills and ravens game um oh yeah the ravens were up big on that game they were i mean they were they were up like um at halftime it was 16 or, or i'm sorry it was 20 to 10 at half um and it was pouring down rain in in baltimore i mean it was like i mean of course they're getting the kind of remnants of hurricane ian around that time and it was an, a torrential downpour. Um, I mean, people were like washing like um, lakes of water off their like face mask and just to where they can see. Um, but I mean, again, Josh Allen's doing Josh Allen things. He he brings their team back um, from only scoring ten points in the first half to thirteen in the second half, and pretty much um, coming back and winning that game. Because in my opinion, the first three quarters, Ravens had that. Uh, that game. Um, and then well, yeah, and, and the one th- one thing about the Bills though is the Bills held the Ravens scoreless in the second half. Yeah, and that's big, um, especially with how depleted that um that secondary is right now. Um, mm-hmm. with losing Micah Hyde for the year. Um, I think they've got a few a few guys back from last week, but I mean that that secondary is still depleted. Um, but they are still still able able to pull off the win, um, in a comeback fashion. Um, I'm just going to kind of uh, sh- shout through these next couple of games and just let me know if you want to talk about any of them. Um, I know we'll probably talk about the Chiefs and Buccaneers games uh, game a little bit, but you got Chargers, Texans, Chargers come back, come out with a win 34-24, um, which honestly I was not expecting the Texans to uh, even be in that game. But I mean, they shut, they, they do it a third quarter shutout um, and only hold, held the Chargers seven points in the second half. But, I mean, for the Texans being the Texans, they I mean, they were frankly in that game in the fourth quarter. I mean, yes, it was a 10-point loss, but, I mean, that was definitely a lot closer than what I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah, Cardinals, yeah, Panthers. And the, the, and the char- Chargers need a little bit of a rebound, too. They, they've kind of had a disappointing couple of weeks. For sure, for sure. And I, and I think they're kind of in that same boat as uh, the Colts, right? I mean, from a roster standpoint, they're, they're a top five, top seven team in the NFL. But mm-hmm. somehow they're finding ways to not not win games but lose games, yep. um, and keeping the Texans in this game in the fourth quarter was something I did not expect at all. Um, and Cardinals and Panthers, uh, Cardinals coming away with a win, twenty six sixteen. Um, uh, pa- uh, Patriots and Packers was a pretty good game. 
Um, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is doing Aaron Rodgers things, leading, uh, you know, the Packers to overtime wins. Um, and Mason Mason Crosby kicking game-winning field goals. I mean, that's pretty much been the epitome of the Packers the last 10 years. Um, yep. But they, they take – they Crosby. pull off a – Yeah, he's uh, he's freaking goaded at this point. He's definitely one of the best in the league and best of all time, in my opinion. Um, 27-24 uh, wins. He's not as good. He's not as good as Justin Tucker. Well, I said one of the best. I, I know he's not as I know he's not better than Justin Tucker, but he's definitely in the conversation for some of the best kickers that's played in the in in the game. Um, because I mean you got to think. I, I could see that. I mean you got Goskowski, Sebastian, Sebastian Janikowski. Yeah, I mean there there there's there's probably five or six of them you you, you can put on that list. Um, for co- the conversation, I think Mason Crosby definitely deserves uh some talk in that. Um, the Broncos, you know, let me down again. Don't really want to talk too much about that game. Um, Raiders <laughs> somehow pull that out, um, 32-23. And then moving on to what I and was Raiders, expecting. And I, I'm just going to give you my opinion. I, if the Raiders had lost that game, Josh McDaniel's job would have probably been on the line for this next Sunday. Oh, really? You think so? You think, I, I you think, think, I his, think, you think so. his hot seat's that hot? Yes. They brought in Devontae Adams to help out with the offense to spread out that offense a little bit more. And right now you're one and three. That's that's not very good. But he's still he's a first year he's a first year coach though, right? I don't care if he's a first I mean, as year far coach. As, as far as coach with Raiders, anyways. Uh, did you see what did you see what Wisconsin did with Paul Christ? And Paul Christ I mean, hadn't had a losing season, but I'm just saying he had a losing season. I think he's 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 kind of like in the situation Bo Pelini was when Bo Pelini was at Nebraska, and yet they fire him. No, this is this is a cutthroat league. No, they, they start 0 and 4, 0 and 5. He he probably would have been gone. I mean, but I mean, given though, I mean, you take Devontae Adams out of that roster, and that roster's still not very good. Um, adding Devontae they Adams won with yeah. that roster. That's what I'm saying. They won without Devontae Adams. Adding in Devontae Adams, they expected to be even better than what they were. I mean, me me personally, I'm not too familiar with the roster um, as far as, like, in depth. But just taking a quick glance at it last year, like, I didn't think that roster was any good. Um, as far as, like, you know, popping eyes, as far as, like, oh, hey, like, they've got this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. But you're right. I mean, they were able to win last year, but – um. They, I mean, did they make the playoffs or were they the little team that barely met? I think they barely made it in, didn't they? I, I, I think they, I, th- I think they barely, yeah, I think they barely made it in. Yeah, because, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I think they barely made it in because they had a better record than Pittsburgh did, I believe. Uh, no, because Pittsburgh made, made the playoffs last year. Pittsburgh was the last team to make the playoffs here. last year. Uh, what's up, Let Tyler? Me... He, said, he, he popped in chat and said, Tacos. Hey, it is, it is Tuesday. Um, that is true. Um, and then uh, while you're looking that up, I'll kind of go on to the next game. The, the in our final game talks for NFL or second to last here. Uh, Chiefs and Buccaneers. Um, Chiefs pull out a win, 41 to 31. Uh, again, putting up freaking 72 points, which is still these high scoring games. Rick, I don't know about you, but these high scoring games these last two three years in the NFL has been absolutely ridiculous because i mean i remember back in the day if a team scored 30 you're you're going to win that game um back in the day yeah man it was and it and it was that's the that's just the thing i mean it was that but it's like it's like i said before the defensive rules have changed so much i mean 
you know, used to whenever I was first taught the whenever I was first taught football rules, one of the biggest things I was taught was on defense. The defense could basically do so. You look at this. So look at offense. Offense can't hold. They can't trip. There's a lot of things they, that they can't do that the defense used to. Defense used to be able to trip. They used to be able to trip people. They still can to an extent, but defense can't hold anymore. I've seen defensive holding be caught on a running play. I think that's the biggest joke in the freaking world right there. I, I just, it just, it just, it, it bothers me like a lot, a lot. And so, um, uh, yes, the the Raiders lost to the uh, Bengals in the first round last year. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, I think, uh, you know, when, when growing up, you could pretty much do anything on defense, um, including, you know, beat the shit out of somebody, you know? I mean, I was taught as, yeah. a, you know, growing up playing safety and corner, um, you know, if they were in that five yard mark, you could you could pick them up and throw them around if you wanted to. Um, so, I mean, definitely there was a guy yesterday. There was a guy yesterday I was talking to Shane that played football back in the 60s. And he told me that used to if a tight end was lined up to receive, you could knock that tight end off his feet when he was coming across the middle. And it was no pass interference that was called. Yeah, and I mean, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say that the rules have have gotten worse per se, because I understand the injuries, I under I understand the protocols and things of that nature. But there are some rules that I'm like, it has absolutely has nothing to do with the play. Why would you make that a rule? And so defensive holding on a run is one of them. Why would you even make that a rule? It makes no sense to me whatsoever. How you could call holding on a defensive run at all. It, it, it just doesn't. Yeah, that, that's definitely probably top of, top of my list as well. Um, because, I mean, wh- what are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to have, like, just mittens on and just slap the offensive lineman to try to get around him while he's sitting there, right. and, like, bear-hugging you? Um, it's kind of ridiculous. Right. But, I mean, going on this Kansas City-Tampa Bay game, um, I think, I mean, again, the trend continues. Uh, Tampa Bay loses Tom Brady 39 of 52. Um, I don't see any reason why, um, you have Tom Brady throwing the ball 52 times in a game. Um, but then looking well, I mean, at it, they were also down. I mean, you look at, I mean, you look at the box score, Shane, um, uh, the chiefs already, they chiefs, I think they were up like 28 to 17 at the half, which is not, I wouldn't say that that's a, a huge half or anything like that for, for any means, but 28 points at the half. Uh, considering that this Bucks defense has barely even given up that much all year, yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty big deal. But and we've I seen mean, it for before. Sure, but I mean, I mean go, we've seen it before. But sure, I mean for sure. But going into going to the half, twenty-eight seventeen. Uh, I mean that's two scores, right? Um, and that's even you know a touchdown and two field goals. You would expect this this Tampa Bay offense to be able to do that. Um, and especially like you said with how this defense has been playing there there should be you know some kind of pretty much expectation of like hey we can still do this without having to put the ball in Tom, Tom Brady's hands which given i mean he's the greatest of all time when it comes to quarterbacks of course you want the ball in his hands to try and pull a comeback but at the end of the day he is one man um i mean you have the running game uh they only ran the ball six times on sunday um White, I think it's Rashad White, three carry, three carries for six yards. Leonard Fournette, three carries for negative three yards. Um, you're not gonna win games no matter what if if that if that happens. Um, 
I don't know what's going on with that, but that's by far the worst kind of rushing sets I've I've seen in a very very long time. Um, and I mean, and on the flip side, I mean, you got Patrick Mahomes doing Patrick Mahomes things, throwing for two fifty three touchdowns. Um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire uh, running for ninety yards, um, and a touchdown. Um, and then moving on to the Monday night game here, uh, the Rams and 49ers. I was kind of baffled by this game, to be honest. Um, I got home uh, Monday night from from work, and uh, I pretty much was able to catch the second half of this game. And I watched about, um, I think I may have watched the third quarter. I just turned it off um, because the 49ers was doing what they wanted to with them. I think you may be muted there, Rick. I was. Thank you. Anyway, yes, I I was. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. They they were they were terrible. Uh, I don't even think they scored a touchdown. I think they just scored three field goals the entire game. But um, the Ram the Rams are struggling right now. Of course, I understand. You know that you got that post Super Bowl deal. Uh, you're gonna have players on the team who are satisfied. You're gonna have some who are not satisfied. They they want to continue to win. And that's what's so hard about, you know, going back-to-back years. I understand we're only four games in this season, but uh, I don't think anybody said, well, the Rams are going to be 2-2 two and two after four games. I think some people – I mean, I said 3-1 and one after four games, and now they're – and they're, they're struggling a little bit. But I'll tell you this much, Shane. Having Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback means everything. And, yes, I know he made that one mistake last week uh, that cost him a safety. But, I mean, you look at this 49er team and them to, from having a terrible game like they did last week to coming and beating a, a, beating a Super Bowl team from last year, uh, that's got to that's gotta give wonders to the 49ers. Oh, I mean, for sure. Um, I mean, I mean, and speaking on your on your thoughts on, you know, some, t- some players being kind of okay with winning a Super Bowl and just kind of gliding through and others, others not, I mean – the announcers on that game sometime in the third quarter, maybe early fourth quarter. Um, I mean, they spent 20 minutes talking about two guys on the Rams defense that were sitting there and bickering, uh, fighting each other. Um, so, I mean, I, I think we're kind of seeing that kind of implode and that's something that, I mean, they've got, they've got to control that, you know, in the locker room. Um, I mean, that's something that, that those players got to recognize that, Hey, like we can't be imploding on each other. Um, you know, here on the sideline, because not only is that going to create tension between me and you, but everybody else on the, on the football team is going to be walking on eggshells because I mean, who's going to blow up next, you know? Um, and, and I, I mean, think we you look at say- this much, you look at this much, they got Matthew Stafford last year because, you know, they weren't, they weren't satisfied with Jared Goff and he led them to a Super Bowl, And now they're having even more problems with what they had before they had Matthew Stafford. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then, um, I mean, and, and we're seeing a trend. I mean, I think between college and, and pro football, I've seen maybe six or seven times that we've had either players of their own team fighting each other or a player cussing out and, and pretty much wanting to fight a coach um, in, the, in the last two weeks or so. Yeah, like, I think that's the dumbest thing. I th- Why would you want to fight a coach? That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Why? It's so stupid. These players are stupid. Yeah, I mean it's kind of gone kind of outrageous, but um any other thoughts on any other games that um we've kind of covered? And Tyler says starting my new job tomorrow, catch y'all boys down the road. Hopefully I can figure stuff out and pop in as, as a guest at some point in the next couple of weeks. Tyler, hope your new job's go- going to go well, brother. And uh yeah, hopefully, man. Uh What is know, Tyler's new job? I don't know. 
have no idea. He, he just said he's got a new job. So. Oh, um, good. Well, good. Good for him. I know. I know he was tired of uh, pulling up and then the orders being like more than freaking what they needed. I know that, that much. Um. But yeah. Any final thoughts on any any games or any news uh, regarding NFL? If not, we're gonna probably jump over to college. Not. Let's jump over to college. Cool. Cool. Um, do you want to start with games, uh, from this past week? Um, or, do, do you want to kind of like, can. okay. Or do you want to kind of talk about the AP top 25, maybe talk about some of our predictions? We, 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 we could start with the AP top 25. That's, that's perfectly fine. Cause I've, I've got a bone to pick with the AP top 25 again. <laughs> so it's I, th- just, I think this is, I, a, I mean, oh my a, gosh. A, a trend here with AT, uh, terrible football show. I mean, that's, it's. I mean, we talked about it last week. It's it's atrocious. So, Shane, Cincinnati has been on the outside looking in since they lost to Arkansas. And they have been one of those. If you go back, they're like right there on the edge. I think they were right there on the edge of the most getting votes to the top 25. And I think right now they're at number 24, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Um I understand LSU has been on somewhat of a streak. Still would not have them in the top 25 after losing to Florida State. Florida State gets one loss. Boop, you're out of the top 25. That doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, and, I know, and I know Alex hates Florida State, and I, abs- I know that he hopes they burn, and that's perfectly fine with me. But I look at it from a logical standpoint. Uh, I, just, I, did not, I did not see any reason why Florida State went out of the top 25 and LSU go in. It just it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and then, of course, you know, I look up at this. Last week, one of the biggest, uh, one of the biggest things, Shane, with um, with the top twenty-five, one of the biggest callouts that we had, uh, I believe Jacob was the one who called it out, was he didn't see how Kansas State was in the top twenty-five, but Kansas was not. Now Kansas is five and zero, oh, and they've jumped Kansas State, and Kansas State has to play the team this weekend. Iowa State that Kansas beat last week. So it just this whole entire thing is just it's just it's just bonkers. And if you compare it with the coaches poll, because uh, you compare this to the coach, the coaches poll is almost very very similar until you get to the set until you get right past Wake Forest at 15. Because in the coaches poll, uh, they have BYU at 16. They have Kansas at 17. The AP has them at 19. They have TCU at 18. They have UCLA at 19, uh, Kansas State, Syracuse. Bay- they have Baylor still in the top 25, which I could somewhat see considering their two losses were Oklahoma State and, ba- and uh, BYU, both ranked teams. Uh, Mississippi State gets in there. I agreed with that one. Washington just dropped a little bit after their loss. And then, of course, Arkansas dropped, which I knew they were going to drop out of the top 25, but they have um, Arkansas in the top 25 still and, and the coaches poll. So I mean, yeah, this the, the AP is just oh, it's it's just it's mind-boggling. I don't understand it. I don't see how you you come to this conclusion. But this is why we do what we do, Shane. We just call it out as we see it. I mean, yeah, and I, and I think honestly, seeing these coach, I mean, not necessarily coaches poll because if I'm a coach, I'm not really focusing on that. I'm focusing on this AP poll, and and I'm showing my guys this. If I, if I'm a coach in, in college football right now, I'm showing them this. Like guys, like you you think you're you're hot shit with having a number ten or number fifteen or twenty ranking next to your next to our name, but look at these other teams and look what they've done. 
and they're ahead of you or they're in in there as well i would honestly use that because i mean i mean we've seen a time and time again where teams you know they get in top 15 top 10 and they and they think they're the best team in the country and then they go out the next week and get fucking kershmacked um i mean you you got to keep your team humble some way and i i think that's what that's definitely a tool that i would use because i mean like you said i mean now don't get me wrong um i know i mean they could be a very good team but i don't really know them very uh i haven't seen them play at all this year syracuse number 22 how are you gonna put them above Cincinnati? Um, and, and is, is, is this whole oh, I, I mean, I, right now I agree. Well, right now I would agree with. I mean, you look at you look at who they played. You look at some of their quality wins. They have some quality wins up there. They they probably have just as many quality wins. What Kansas as what Kansas does. Um, now I will say this much. You know, they they beat Purdue, which I thought Purdue should have been a loss for Syracuse. But I mean, you just I mean, you look at the general. Let me look at their schedule real quick, Shane. I'm gonna pop up. I'm gonna pop up Syracuse. I know they have a couple of uh, they have a couple of them that were just blowouts because they were just just some bad FCS teams that they ended up that they and ended real, up playing. And, and uh, you look at all right, so they beat. Real quick, before we do that, um, and even then, like if they're gonna go based off of record, right? Like, okay, we're gonna have all the uh, all the undefeated teams, you know, these spots through these spots, and then all the the teams that have lost one game these spots through these spots, and then the teams that lost two two games this spot through this spot, and then you can kind of depict out of there like okay, this is clearly the best unbeaten team to the worst unbeaten team, and then so on and so forth, and then you can kind of debate things like that. But the, my biggest thing with the AP poll is that they're inconsistent with their um, debate on who goes where, right? Because they're also debating, right. oh well. You know, Syracuse is in there at 22 because they're five and zero, and they've beat this FCS team this bad. This FCS, this FCS team this bad, um, has a good conference win with this, and so on and so forth. But then you have this team that doesn't have that same quality wins, but they've lost two games. You know, it, it's to me, it's all about consistency, and that's what we're not, we're super not seeing in the AP poll right now. No, and, and of course, and you know, I'm looking at their schedule. Per, to me, Purdue is the best team they've beaten so far with Syracuse, and they should have lost that game. Purdue handed them that game. It was just as bad as Arkansas handing Texas A&M that game. It, it was it was pretty bad. Uh, but let's see on their schedule. They beat Louisville 31 to seven. Louisville has actually won a couple of games since then. Uh, of course, everybody beats Connecticut. Uh, then of course they beat Virginia, and then of course they played Wagner. And been on 59 nothing, but they they do have a test this week, uh, which is North Carolina State, and I I think North Carolina State's going to win that game. Um, uh, I just think I think North Carolina State, regardless of how they played last week, there's to me right now North Carolina State's still the better team, uh, other than uh, than Syracuse. But yeah, it's I get your point. I mean, and that's and this is this is the reason, uh, Shane, why we did away with the BC, why they did away with the BCS rankings and started going with human error to determine who was going to be the top four of the college football playoff. And that's why they have their own. That's why they have their own rankings. That's why we do this. Um, You just, you know, you look at, so you look at so many things, you know, you look at these teams, they're not just looking at these teams. They're looking at who they've played so far. Um, And then the teams that they have beaten, you look at the teams that they beat, you look at those teams that they've beaten and see if they've had any quality wins, which boosts your ranking up even more. So, I mean, it just, like I said, it's, it's very, very inconsistent and it's, it's a complete joke. I mean, and this is the way I kind of see it, right? 
I've always thought the AP poll needs to be somewhat of a of a script or a uh, or a template to set up the college football uh, playoff rankings, right? Um, because if right. not, then because if, if not, then you're going to see, you know, a a I'm I'm just going to keep using Syracuse for instance, who may be six, seven, eight, or they may be six and two, or or eight and or seven and one, or even eight and zero. Oh. By the time mm-hmm. you know these college football rankings come up, um, and then you know they're sitting at out either you know between the 17 and 25 range, or even maybe even outside of the top 25 in the AP because they don't have maybe super quality wins. But then if the college football playoffs think they, that they they are quality wins, then you then you could see them jump from 24, 25, or outside the top 25 in the AP to in the top 15 with the college football playoff rankings. And to me, I think that that should not be the case. Um, me personally, I think the AP poll should always set up, you know, it, of course, there's going to be with the college football playoff rankings, there's going to be some more debate, some more exact um, kind of notion of wh- why this team is here and not another team. But in a sense, the AP polls pretty much should give you a template on what this should be going forward. And to me right now, that's it's not that case. To me, they're, they're they're focusing on, and really not even the number one team, because in my opinion right now, Ohio State's the best team in the, in the country. Um, and I mean, by the by the wins that they have and by how they've won, to me, I would put on number one, because um, they've been the most consistent. Um, they had a you know a struggle win with Notre Dame, but since then, they've been kind of doing what they should be doing um, with the teams that they're playing. Um, yes, there, it may not be that good of a talent, but they're dominating them like they're supposed to be. Um, when on the but, flip side, but that's the thing though. They're dominating, they're dominating weak teams. They haven't played a strong team yet this year. Like that's, and that's where the, that's where the thing comes in. And listen, this is no pun on Jacob and his Ohio state football team, but Ohio state has not played a quality opponent yet. Not one. Even I Notre agree. Dame, Notre Dame, Notre Dame was not a quality opponent. And yes, I understand that. You, I I can see where you're coming from. They really haven't had what you would consider a let up or anything like that. But just looking at their schedule, besides Penn State and Michigan, they don't have anybody else in the top 25 at all. They're, it's not even close. And so I mean, it just so in in some ways I understand what you're saying, uh, because in a lot of ways you look at Alabama. Who else does Alabama play besides Arkansas? Texas. Is Texas in the top 25? No. Nope. Texas got the top 25 after losing that game. I thought that was the biggest joke in the world. So, I mean, yeah, it just uh, – but and, mean, that's, and, that's, and that's the whole reason why, why we do have the football playoff. Because like I said, I believe it was last week, maybe been the week before last, you have the commissioner, the head of, the, the head of that committee – the chairman of that committee defend the picks, defend why they're why they're choosing these top four. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they have a press conference after each after each rankings come out, pretty much depicting why each team is there at one through twenty five. Um, and the reason why I say that is because look at Georgia. Georgia is still ahead of Ohio State when they very well could have lost to Missouri. Um, and to me, Missouri is not only one of the worst teams in the SEC. But one of the worst teams in the country, um, and to let yeah, a team—I mean, to let a team like that—pretty much, I mean, very well should have beat you, uh, in a sense. Um, 
and then week before that, Kent State staying in the game to a sense. Um, and then at that point, okay, then you got to compare what Missouri and Kent State is to the teams that Ohio State beat, right? Are those teams better than what Missouri and Kent State are? Um, and in my opinion, no. I mean, Missouri, um, again, Missouri is one of the worst teams in the country, let alone the SEC. Are they better than the teams that um, Ohio State's beaten, you know? That's what it comes down to me. So for, for me, I, me personally, I would have Ohio State 1, um, Alabama 2, Georgia 3. Um, because to me, you can't let a team, you can't let a team like Missouri, um, very well be, I mean, they were leading for all the way up until midway through the fourth quarter. I mean, they, they were winning that game and for some, whatever reason, um, ahead of the game. I mean, I mean, it was absolutely mind boggling that Missouri was doing that to Georgia. Um, even though they came off of a game with Kent state that was pretty much doing the same thing. Um, I know that ended up being like a 16 or 17 point win for Georgia, but I mean, they put up 22, 23 points on them. That's something that shouldn't, that should not be happening with a team that completely blew out Oregon that I very well could have had in my, you know, college football playoff coming into the year, but they go out and show Oregon who Oregon was and who we know they are to be right now is they're a good team, but not as good as we thought they were. But I mean, they beat them what forty nine to three. I mean, it was it was ridiculous. It was it, it, it was a lot. And hey, speaking of rankings, Shane, USA Today released their their one through one hundred and thirty one. Hey, Alex, I just want to let you know, in your mind, Hawaii is the worst team in the nation. But according to USA Today, Hawaii is the second to last team in the nation, the second to worst team in the nation. They have they have UMass ranked below Hawaii. I I just thought cool. I'd throw that out there. Hey, that that's big props for, for that. I mean, cause really all, all, all all week last week during during the show, he kept saying that you know they're the worst team in in, in Division One football, but clearly by US Today, they are not. And I'm they're pretty not. sure, if, if I'm not mistaken, he even mentioned UMass in his conversation um, about yeah, being. He, that, he, he said they're worse than UMass. I'm like, no, you're yeah, not. Yeah, well, hey, hey, you're, you're so... not worse than UMass. Okay, oh, Alex, I, I don't know funny. if you're. I don't know if you're listening. I don't know if you're out there right now. I know you're having a good time in Orlando, but hopefully we made your time a little bit better. Hawaii is not the worst college football team in the country. <laughs> um, but we'll we'll kind of move on because I, I know we can probably talk about how shitty the AP poll is all freaking night. Yeah. Um, let's get over to some of the games that happened this week. Um, let's talk about this. What what I'm excited for. Because y'all made me think that I was freaking crazy with picking UCLA to win this game. Um, even though I think I actually ended up picking Washington um, to win that game. Um, but y'all looked at me like I was crazy for saying that UCLA was going to keep this game close. Not only did they keep this game close, but they beat a very good, in my opinion, Washington team. Yeah, I was I was pretty shocked myself. I was officiating a game Friday night. And of course, I was looking at the scores on my way home, and I'm like, UCLA's winning this game. And of course, they, and right now, Shane, like right now, they're not even they don't even have fans coming, Shane. It's so bad. Maybe now that they're in the top 25, we actually might see fans coming back to UCLA and 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 actually watching the game. I mean, it's 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 just absolutely stunning on how bad they've looked. But yet they continue to win football games. It, it makes no sense. But we've seen worse things happen in college football. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, I, I think that's why most college football fans 
um, unless you're just absolutely delusional and just just pay attention to your one team and your one team only. That's why we like enjoy Ohio State football, fans. right? <laughs> boom, like boom, Ohio shots State fired. Fans. Oh, yeah, shots are going to be fired at Ohio State. What the hell? What the hell are you going to go? I, I wanna... Fourth and you're fourth down. You're up 39 points, and you're going to do a fake punt. What, what's the point of doing a fake punt? Yeah, I don't know. I do. We're practicing for Michigan. Oh, bull crap. You say that you for know, a time you need it. You Oh, I, goodness. I, I, I have did. lost all respect for – like, I had low respect for Ryan Day. I've lost all respect for Ryan Day. As far as I'm concerned, Jacob, I hope you're listening, Jacob, or listening to the recording or whatever you decide to do. I hope Ohio State loses every single game until they fire Ryan Day or Ryan Day leaves one of the two. And I don't care where Ryan Day goes. I hope he loses every single game for the rest of his coaching career. All right. So there is another another there's Ricky just, mini rant. There's just but, some things you don't do, and I understand I mean, it's college I, football. I agree. I mean, it, it's sports. It comes down to sportsmanship, right? I mean, I don't you, even know uh, who they were it's playing. Rutgers. Here, what do you have? It's Rutgers, Shane. What What do you have to prove against Rutgers? Oh, for sure. It's Rutgers. They're They're your Vanderbilt of the Big Ten. They're that horrible. And you're gonna tell me that you got to run a fake punt up forty nine to ten? It's like no. It's just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, in, in my opinion, I mean that's what that's one of the reasons. That's one of the very very many reasons why I don't like Ohio State, and I haven't liked them for a very very long because time. Because they beat up on teams that they're supposed to beat up but when someone punches them in the mouth and Jacob it's coming it's coming my friend because I had had picked Ohio State to go undefeated all year and possibly win a national championship and that still could possibly happen because I try try not to put my feelings into my picks or anything like that but you know oh we have a uh, we have an Alex Alex I'm on a I'm an I'm on an Ohio State rant right now, sir, because they went, they did a fake punt on a fourth down when they're up 49 to 10, and I'm on a rant about Ohio State right now, man. How's other than that? How's vacation going, man? Man, it is going phenomenal. Uh, I know you can't really see me; it's dark, but you can't see behind me right now. I at can F-Dot. see you. Are you? Oh yes, it's the golf ball, man. That's the best yeah. right there. It's the food wine festival, so just been eating food literally all day today, and it's been great. Having a great time, enjoying the show. I've been listening when I have service because I've been going in and out of stuff right now. So I've been listening to the show when I actually have service. Wanted to pop in, go. say hi. Great show so far. Really enjoyed the opening segment involving the scheduling and Tua because that is a dog shit situation. It is pathetic. Uh, so I wanted to, you know, applaud you guys for that one. Also, shout out to Jacob, unable to make a tease and peace to him, of course. Uh, Alex, here for this rant that I'm on so he can defend Zach, his Ohio away. State Buckeyes from You're being on vacation, a Alex. Joke. Fuck off. <laughs> Look, all right, listen. Listen, hold on, hold on. All right, I literally popped in here because I am busy, okay? I, I've got just a couple minutes for you, and I wrote down some points. My video might be paused now because I had to close out a Discord, right? But I wrote down some points for you boys. I'm going to name off these points. You guys can take it as you want it. And then I'm going to dip out because I got shit to do. All right. So I'm going to start with NFL. Okay. Point one, the Bears stink. Point two, the Dolphins organization is a dumpster fire with how they handled the Tua situation. Point three, Jags and Lions dropped the ball, but they are still not the same old Jags and Lions. 
Number four, the Bucks are dead. Tom came out of retirement from his supermodel wife, who's now going to divorce him just to get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. Trash Bisky is still Trash Bisky. Shane, I'll give you your 20 bucks here in the near future. Uh, this year's Chargers is last year's Ravens. Hopping over to college. Let's go Rebels for beating that Miracle Whip coffee drinking freak. Uh, I am very shocked by some of the upsets that we had this week, such as like Oklahoma, Washington, Minnesota. I'm not shocked by Texas A&M, though. I still, my question that I had last week involving Georgia still remains now. Uh, Clemson shocked me, but I still believe they're overrated. Uh, hey, shout out to the fact that both of my favorite teams did not lose this week. Go Bows, go Canes. They didn't play. That's why they didn't lose. And lastly, to end off my points, and I will see you guys later, roll Tide. Have a good one, guys. Oh, Happy enjoy the show. Oh, oh, yeah, he's got to go. Get him out of here. 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 That hurts. That hurts a little bit, Alex. Oh, that hurts just a little bit. Okay. We're... All right. Actually, this is what we're going to do, Rick. We're going we're gonna to right. send a nice, stern letter to U.S. Today and advocate for Hawaii to be the worst team in the country. It's got to happen now. Yep. They've got to be worse than It's going to happen. Yep, it's got to happen. Yep. Yeah, we'll, yep. I will, we will we will make a case for it, sir. Yep. We will a very make a stern, case for it. Stern worded letter is going to be sent to U.S. Today's newspaper. If UConn could have two wins this week, or UConn could have two wins this week, that would you know that give them that give them two wins. So they're definitely worse than UConn already as it is. So yeah, that would be that'd be great. Yeah, we we could definitely do that. I I will I will vouch for that. Good. All right. So we'll 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 link up after the show and get those letters written out and sent out before the, the before next week's voting. Um, but moving on um, to the next game that I've got here, Kentucky and Ole Miss. Um, very surprising for me personally. Um, I do also want to mention the god-awful uniforms that or helmets that Ole Miss was wearing. Um, <laughs> I, it looked like a um, third-grade child um, took their father's spray can to their helmets um, and just fucked it up. But um, – but hey, I mean, let let let's give it to Lane Kiffin, five and zero, top fifteen team in the country now, getting a win off from Kentucky, which I was very high on myself, who I had them, you know, top three in the East, um, and pulling out a win, um, wasn't they the still, prettiest. They still win, could get but, top three. They still could get top three in the East. Oh, for sure. Um, but in a sense, I don't want that to happen now because that'll make Ole Miss look better. So that can't happen. Yeah, but. Well, um, I mean, yeah, uh, Kentucky handled them that game, though. It was – Kentucky had several chances to win that game. It, it was uh, – it was bad. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a surprising. I, I checked in on the game here and there because I was at work. Um, and, I mean, I, I looked down, and uh, not only is Ole Miss in the game, but they were – I mean, they were leading, I think. Uh, I, I I checked in in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, the game was 22-19, which they, no team scored in the fourth quarter. Um and I was like, do not tell me Ole Miss is going to win this game. Kentucky's got to find a way, got to find a way. But unfortunately, they did not. Um, and, um, but yeah, I, I I hate to see Ole Miss win. Uh, there, there, there may be a team that I hate. There's probably two teams that I hate more than Ohio State. Um, and that's probably Ole Miss and Texas A&M. Um, but that's just being, you know, an Arkansas fan. Yeah, it. It um, is what it is, Shane. It is what it I is. Know, I know. Um, I I don't really have much to say about the Purdue Minnesota game. I didn't get a chance to catch it. I didn't see any highlights on it or anything like that. Um, that was, 
that was a shock to me. I don't see how they lost that game. Who won it? Because I'm not. I don't see it here on my uh, on my games that I've wrote down. Oh, I see it now. Purdue won it yeah. 2010. Um, which yeah. when which which I mean surprising because I mean honestly I I was high on Purdue coming into the year. Um, maybe not as high as you know Alex was, but uh, Minnesota has been playing very good football coming up to this point. Um, I'm kind of sad I, I didn't get to catch any of the game or any highlights or anything, but for for them to win, um, for Purdue to w- get that win is it's huge for them and to me very disappointing for Minnesota because isn't this is this a trophy game? Do you know if this is a trophy game? I think game? so. I, I I can't remember which trophy it is, but I believe I believe it is a trophy game. And so, I I was just shocked because you know Purdue they find ways to lose games. They don't find ways to win games. I mean, that's just that's just the bottom line. And, of course, Minnesota's just looked dominant the past few weeks. But, I mean, they're a conference team. It, it's it's going to happen. Yeah. Um. The next game on, the, on, our, on our list here is Alabama and Arkansas. Me, personally, I'm going to skip over this, talk about it at the end, because I know me and you will have quite a bit to say about it. Um, that or nothing at all. So um, I'm going to move on to uh, another surprise for me of the weekend, the Oklahoma State-Baylor game. Um, you know, again, I'm very, I was very high on Baylor. I had him on my preseason, uh, college football top four. Um, but we they just continue to, yep. And it continued to let me down. Um, and Oklahoma continues to surprise me. Um, I knew they were a good team. I just thought they were going to try to take a step back from last year. Um, but it seems like they're not only taking a step forward, but they've taken a leap forward and continuing, uh, to get better each, each, each and every week, finding ways to win. Uh, they win this 36-25, and um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, to me, I didn't really get to catch a lot of this game. I kept, I maybe caught a play here and there, but I mean, yeah, Oklahoma State finds a way to win it. I think the biggest thing that shocked me over the weekend, Brad, was how bad TCU whipped up on Oklahoma. I expected Oklahoma to have a rebound game like they usually do when they lose a game, but this wasn't the case. They just put a whooping on Oklahoma. Now TCU has to play Kansas this coming weekend. Yeah, for sure. Um, TCU is probably my biggest surprise out of the top, uh, out of the big 12. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, I knew they were, they were good, but I didn't think they were the time to put 55 on a Brent Venables defense in Oklahoma. Now, given no. Brent Venables doesn't have all of his guys, you know, that he had in Clemson and, and yada, yada, but at the, <coughs> oh, excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, at the end of the day, Britt Venables is the best, if not a, a, a top defensive coordinator in, in the country before he took this Oklahoma job. Um, and I would have not expect at all that um, a team would be able to put, um, you know, 30, let alone almost 60 on on them. And um, and I was expecting, you know, maybe Oklahoma not be as good as they were last year or year before that. Um, I, I was definitely expecting a a, a year off. From the from the Sooners this year, but I didn't expect them to be three and two heading into heading into week six. Um, and by what I saw, I didn't see them in the top twenty five. But then again, I um, they're not didn't really yeah. So didn't expect that at all. But a I mean that's a thirty one point win for TCU over a top twenty five Oklahoma team at the time. Huge win for them. Yeah, and of course I think this weekend Shane is the first time that both teams where one of them has not been ranked in a very long time. I'd have to look up and see exactly when that was. 
usually one of one, if not both, are ranked when they play each other. Yeah. Um. It. it I mean, in this game coming up next week or uh, this week with TCU and Kansas, um, that's going to be a very interesting game as well. Um. I mean, Kansas, man. Uh, I usually I, I I'm I've always been kind of an outside um fan of Kansas just because mm-hmm. I've never had no except for in ba- basketball I hate them in basketball but as far as football wise I've always kind of not necessarily rooted for them or against them there's something like oh oh look oh Kansas is winning winning the game cool um well you don't expect them to do well in football because they're a basketball school it's the same with Kentucky but yet but yet we're on the outside looking in it's like you know what we you know we're seeing this this basketball school they're having a good football season. It's always great when something like that has something great is going to come out of this for Kansas this year. But Kansas is last. Uh, let's see, they're five and zero right now. Their last seven games are going to be tough. Um, they're going to be extremely tough to win out. Oh, for sure. But I mean, with them being five and zero, they've they've only got to win you know two of the last seven to be bowl eligible. And I mean, no, they have to win one more. They have to win one more. They have to win. Yeah, one more. Well. Yeah, I mean, technically you have to win six, but me personally, I would like to get in that seven. I like to see, I like to see them get seven or eight. I, I don't. I, yeah. I look at their schedule. It's not. I'm not going to say it's not doable. They got Texas Tech on their schedule. I think they have Baylor on their schedule. I know Oklahoma's on the schedule, and I think they're. I can't remember who else is on their schedule. I have to look it up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, frankly, out of those three games, there's not a game there that I'm like, okay, they can lose. They're they're going to lose that game. The only one that honestly would would put up a, a, a fight there is Oklahoma because Oklahoma, Oklahoma has had their number the last, I mean, 20 years. I mean, I mean, e- even in the, in the most recent past, I mean, Oklahoma's had some, some big, big games against Kansas. Um, so, I mean, that's going to be an interesting game, but I think, I think what's going to make a break the, there was really going to make a break their, their season this, this year. Um, as far as, um, you know, going to that, really jumping over the mid-level and being a top-tier team this year is this game this week against TCU. Um, coming in two undefeated teams, TCU's looked good, Kansas looked good. I'm glad it's, it's college football uh, or game day uh, this week because it's going to be a very interesting game. When was the last time game day went to Kansas for a for a football? I don't think game? they. I don't That's, think they've ever. I don't think they've ever they been probably, there. Probably you're probably right. They probably they probably haven't been there, but it, it's it's still going to be good. I'm I'm happy I'm happy for Kansas. I'm like Ohio State. <laughs> um, so going over these next couple of games, um, you have anything to say about Northwestern uh, Penn State or Wake Forest and uh, Buck Florida State? No. Okay. No. All right. Um, <laughs> so uh, next game on the list after that is Texas and Mississippi State. Um, I think me personally, I saw this coming. Um, not that I just hate Texas A&M, but I knew how good Mississippi State's offense can be, um, if they're clicking on all cylinders, and we clearly saw that, um, with an 18-point win, um. I read an article today that his, Jimbo Fisher's buyout is $90 million. It is $90 million. It is, okay. But I also, the same article I read, there are boosters who have stated they will not hesitate to fire him. Because I'm trying to tell you, they, they will not hesitate to fire him because of a ninety million dollar bot. It's Texas football. They're I mean, they're, sure. they're not scared. They're they're not scared. I mean, I mean, I mean, we covered this last week. Texas A&M is not only the richest team uh, uh, program in the SEC, but they're probably a a top um, 
you know, wealthiest team or program in the in the country. They, they will are not, the wealthiest team program in the country. Oh uh, yeah, and they're not scared to to, to throw around that oil money uh, at all. No, um, no, and so. of course, of course, one. And here's something else, Shane. This weekend they play Bama. Let's say they lose to Bama. That's three losses already for the year. They were a top five team whenever the season started, and now you're you're seeing how low that it, it that it is it is going to sink. They do not care about that number one recruiting class. What do you do with that recruiting class is what is what the result is going to be is whether you win or whether you lose. And right now he's losing. So you look at that three losses. The minimum you can win is nine games, and they still have a tough SEC schedule ahead of them. Um, and I, I'm not saying they can't get to that nine wins, but I mean I'm just going to tell you right now, I don't see more than seven, and I mean, that's that, and that's not going to cut it. No, don't, don't. I could be wrong, but if in order to win nine games, they would have to win. They they would have to win out, correct? After after Bama, yes. I don't, I don't see that happening. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't either. Um, especially with the teams like, um, you know, they still. I think they still have another East team that they have to play. I think that's Tennessee. Maybe I'm not totally sure. I haven't really looked at the schedule, but I mean, yeah, it, it'd be very difficult to to reach that mark. And again, I mean, I, I said it. I, I I try to say it every week. Um, they pay a lot of money to go, you know, seven and five and uh, or eight and four, um, pretty much, because um, that's just kind of been a trend, especially after Johnny Manziel and Kellen Mond has left. Um, it's kind of been their trend to kind of be in that range, and it, and we're con- we're continuing to see it. Um, but moving on, Georgia and Missouri probably the biggest surprise of of me for the college football weekend, other than you yeah. know the actual upsets, um, because Missouri going into the fourth quarter here was up um, nineteen to twelve, um, yeah nineteen twelve something like that yeah. Um, so I mean, and they were leading. Um, I mean, at one point they were up sixteen to six, um, or sixteen to zero, then sixteen to six um, after Georgia scored. Um, or two, well, they had two field goals back to back, but anyways, I mean, at one point, I mean, this, I mean, they were, had this game in hand the entire game until they let Georgia score 14 points in the fourth quarter, which eventually gave them the win 26, 22. But like I said, this, to me, to me, this hurts Georgia a lot. Um, for me more, a lot more than what the Kent state game did last week. Um, even though Kent State um, is probably a better team than Missouri, kind of arguably there, but at the end of the day, Georgia did have an 18-point win or whatever it was against Kent State. And but in my, in my opinion, they honestly probably should have lost this game if Missouri's defense just wasn't fucking worn out. Um, and yeah, they were, they, they were worn out. Um, but yeah, what, you got so any I, other thoughts on I, this? I didn't have Missouri winning a single conference game this year. I thought Missouri was that terrible, and that to me, they still are. And so, and of course, going back on Texas A&M for a second before we move on. Um, so I'm going to call this right now. If Texas A&M loses to Alabama, they go to South Carolina next week. If by somehow, some way, South Carolina pulls off that win, wait, that's a two weeks. I'm sorry, the 22nd. I'm sorry. October 22nd, write down. Actually, write down October 23rd. Somebody write it down. Sure. Loses at Alabama, and he also loses at South Carolina. They will fire Jimbo Fisher by October 23rd. It's going to happen. 
if you look at the rest of their schedule, at South Carolina, they have at home against Ole Miss in Florida. They're not better than Ole Miss in Florida right now. At Auburn, they'll beat Auburn. Oh, they have Massachusetts on the schedule. They have the worst team in the country on the schedule here. And then they they round it off with LSU. So just by looking at it, I'm looking at two, possibly three more losses after this weekend, which if by my estimation, that's seven and five or six and six. So, I mean, it just, like I said, write it down. If they find a way to lose to South Carolina, October 23rd, Jimbo Fisher will be out of a job. He will be out of Texas A&M, and they will gladly pay him that $90 million. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, that to me, that would still be a big surprise um, just because I think the only reason why they wouldn't get rid of him this year is because of that number one recruiting class last year. They'll give him an extra year or an extra offseason to get those guys Not happening. get ready. It's- but – that that would be my well that would be my only pitch as if I'm Jimbo Fisher to keep my job right. Um, so you look give me another you look at the expectations, Shane. Shane, let's 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 just be real. This is Arkansas's expectations right here. Usually when it comes to a football program, Texas A&M breaks the ceiling. They expect to compete with Bama. Of course, Auburn hasn't been good as of late, but Auburn you know Auburn was one of the top tier teams in the SEC at one point. Alabama, Auburn, LSU, they expect to be in those top-tier programs every single year, and they expect to compete. Us, we're okay if we have a 6-6, and 7-5 and and season and have one of those seasons like we did last year every now and then. We're okay with that. Texas A&M doesn't accept that. That's why they got rid of Kevin Sublin. And if you look at Kevin Sumlin's record versus Jimbo Fisher's record, Kevin Sumlin has one or two more wins right now versus what Jimbo Fisher had, and Jimbo Fisher still has a job. So, no, they're not going to put up with it, Shane. He is gone. If he does not turn this team around, he is gone. I, I promise you it's going to happen. So, people, write it down. Losing to Alabama this weekend and on October 23rd. If he loses to South Carolina, which is that Saturday on the 22nd, he will be out of Texas A&M on October 23rd, regardless of that recruiting class. I mean, I mean, there would be nothing that would make me happier um, than to see him out the door, right? Because everything that I've heard from Texas A&M fans is that Jimbo Fisher is the greatest thing ever. They're going to bring him. They're going to bring Texas A&M to to national, you know, yada yada yada, and do and do all these great things. Um, and I'm just like, hey, slow your roll. In my opinion, Jimbo's not that good of a coach. He got lucky one year with Florida State with just having the right quarterback and the right system at the right time um, yep. and and was able to win a national championship. Um, now, given, yes, it, it's very difficult to win a national championship no matter what, but in my opinion, it's kind of like a Gene Chizik thing, right? Um, speaking of Auburn, he goes and wins a, he goes wins a national championship goes six and six the next two years, he's out the door. It, it, it's just kind of a, you know, a, a luck of the, a luck of the, go- well, I can't even say that and thing, if, but. And if, and if I, and if I'm not mistaken, Shane, I think that second year, I think they fired him before the season was even up. Yeah, they did. Uh, Cause I think they started off like, uh, like two and four or something like that, two and uh, five like maybe. Um, and then he was out the door and then the interim coach that came in ended up, you know, bringing them together and get to six wins, maybe, or they might've been even five and seven. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, 
at sometimes you just get everything to go your way and it does happen that you have a mixture of things that you have the right schedule you have the right players and you have a good quarterback um at the time in Jameis Winston in Florida State um just like Gene Chizik did with uh with Cam Newton you know college-wise now you know of course their their pro careers are their pro careers but I mean, it's arguably that Jameis Winston at Florida State, Cam Newton with Gene Chizik in in Auburn, those are um, once in a generational type players that can make up that difference, especially Cam Newton. Because I mean, who else saw a six six, two hundred forty pound guy run like he did when he was with Auburn? I mean, Nobody. I mean, it's just, yeah, exactly. So I mean, those things just kind of fell fell in those guys' laps, and they were able to win a national championship. Um, so. Don't get me wrong. It would make me more than happy to see um, Jimbo Fisher out the door and Texas A&M eating their words and also writing a big, big fat check to him. But I think if Jimbo Fisher likes to be at Texas A&M and wants a chance to, to to stay there and have a chance to be what people want him to be, that would be my number one pitch to the boosters. Being like, hey, like, let me get another offseason with his number one recruiting class. And if I go, you know, yada, yada next year, then you can do what you want to do. But I, I believe in these guys because don't get me wrong. They're very talented. That team is very talented. Um, I mean, and you got to be with the number one recruiting class. I mean, they're starting four or three off, uh, defensive linemen that are all five stars, freshmen on the defensive line. I mean, they're outrageously talented. But at the end of the day, it does come back to Jimbo Fisher because they've got to get those guys ready. It would be one thing, Shane, if he was started the season unranked. He started the season ranked number four in the nation, which I thought was a joke to begin with. But he started the season ranked number four in the nation. The writers, the reporters, everyone, the sports analysts, the sports world had this huge expectation for Texas A&M, and I did not. I I didn't fall. I don't fall for that Texas A&M crap. I knew they were going to suck. Like I knew from the very get-go they were going to suck. Number one recruiting class or not, they they were not going to be very good. And so, yeah, I I just, like I said, I, I wouldn't, to me, if I'm a booster, that pitch isn't going to work. It, it's, it, there's, there's no way you can justify having the season that he's about to have when you had all these people that had high expectations for you and expected you to win. And then we're talking about a year because here's something else we got to remember, Shane. Here in the next season or two, you've got two new SEC teams coming in. Oklahoma and Texas, which means your recruiting is going to be even tougher than what it used to be because you because of those two teams coming in. Uh, yeah, and that's one thing I I, I mean I kind of known about, but I mean you got to think that's going to help. And in my opinion, out of Texas and Oklahoma, Texas definitely should benefit the most from that move um, because everybody wants to go to Texas. Texas is you know I mean it's the University of Texas. I mean that's the school that most people growing up in Texas want to go to. But unfortunately, they just haven't been very good, and they've been in the Big 12. Um, the, being in the SEC itself will draw players to want to play for you. Um, but no, I mean, I, like I said, I mean, I'm I'm right there with you when when that previous season rankings came out. I mean, I've been saying it all year. They pay a lot of money to be a min- mediocre university, and that's what it's come down to. Um, exactly. I'm gonna kind of skip over these next two games because we're at the almost a two-hour mark here. Yeah, um, we're we're. Yeah, we're we're about there. Let's go. Let's get the game prediction, Shane. Yep. So I mean, yeah. NC State, Clemson. Uh, Clemson pulled out that win, I believe, and Georgia Tech, Pittsburgh. Um, 
I'm not. I'm, I'm actually ha happy with not talking about the Alabama Arkansas game because we'll be here for another two hours. So yeah, let's Georgia go Tech win that game. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um. Oh. But yeah, let's go ahead and jump in these predictions here. Um, let's do it. Let's do it. And then we'll round out the show. Um, I, me personally, like I said, I don't see, you know, the list of the order that we usually go in. So I'm just going to do like you said and run, go down the run your pool. Um, so starting off Nebraska and Rutgers. Give me Nebraska. Um, uh, ne ne Nebraska, Nebraska had a big win last week against Indiana. Um, and of course, Rucker, Rutgers is not very good. I think Ohio State proved that. Uh, would not surprise me if Rutgers does pull this off because I think they they need a little bit of a boost. Uh, but this was, th but they Nebraska seems to be playing much better without Scott Frost, their head coach. Yeah, I agree. Um, to me, this this was one of my pitches for terrible uh, game of the week. Um, in my opinion, because to me, these are two of of the worst teams in Division One football right now, especially with two teams that have a lot of history. Um, but I, I'm with you. I'm going to go Nebraska here. Um, next up, we got uh, College Game Day, TCU at number 19, Kansas. TCU looked very, very good last week. Um, and let me pull this up here. They, they, like I said, they have looked very, very good. Um, but so has, uh, but of course, so has Kansas. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think TCU schedule has been a little bit tougher than what, um, than what Kansas is. This one is going to be a toss up for me. I think right now, I think TCU is a seven point. Yes, they are a seven point favorite right now and very well should be, um, Let's see here. Yes, they've beaten SMU. They beat Tarleton, which isn't, you know, a big deal. And then, of course, Colorado. Uh, Colorado is actually ranked. Um, they're not ranked much. They're not ranked much lower than what Hawaii is right now in that USA Today deal. I want to roll with Kansas, and I'm going to continue to roll with Kansas just because I like what I'm seeing from Kansas. Um, and so, I, like I said, I, I'm really going to pull for Kansas to, to win this one. Uh, give, give me the Jayhawks. I'm going to be rooting for Kansas to win this game as well. But I think um, with this kind of being Kansas' first really, like, really test um, on knowing how TCU has played this far, I think this is going to – I don't think they can – they're quite there yet. Don't get me wrong. I think Kansas is a very good team right now. I'm, I'm going to be cheering for them in this game, but I'm going to pick TCU to win it because um, I need to get back up in those leaderboards. Um, go. so we've got, uh, Eastern Michigan and Western Michigan here. Um, I'm going to start this one off. I, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of Eastern Michigan. Um, I like Western Michigan. Um, uh, don't believe, I believe they're the Mustangs if I'm not mistaken. Um, I, I, I don't know much about either team, but I'm going to go Western Michigan. Um, just solely based on that they're brown and yellow, like Wyoming and I'm doing it for Tyler. Oh, sorry about that. Got to do it. Got to do it. Got to do it for Tyler. Um, I don't know much about these these teams either. Of course, Western Michigan they were they went undefeated a couple years ago. I think it was two years ago. I think is when they went undefeated. They they've been they've been a little bit downhill. Goodness gracious, I cannot catch my breath. Anyway, um, uh, so let's see here. Western Western Michigan, I believe they're a five point favorite in this in this football game. Um, uh, but I am gonna roll with Eastern. Michigan in this football game. I think Eastern Michigan's gonna. I think Eastern Michigan's gonna pull this out. All right, all right. Um, another game that 
I don't really know too much about. I know uh, I was high on Purdue coming into the year. They've let me down. Um, and then Maryland's kind of, kind of, they haven't played great, but they've played better than, better than I thought they would be this year. Um, I'm going to go with the Terps at home. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. And I know, I know, I know Purdue had a pretty big win last week, but the Terps, uh, they, they've actually, we've seen a much, much improvement this year. Uh, Purdue just seems to give away games that they're, that they're really supposed to, that they're supposed to win. And, uh, obviously I, I thought, I thought Minnesota was a game they shouldn't have won. Uh, but at the same time, um, you know, give prop, you know, give props for props to do, but yeah, I got, I've got the Terps at home. All right, next game to me, um, battle of two, two top 25 teams. We got number eight, Tennessee, going into Death Valley to number 25, LSU. Who you got? Uh, let's see here. So I I have rode with Tennessee for quite a bit of the way. Uh, Tennessee is a very, very good football team, but LSU has seemed to just kind of really sneak up in there. If this was a night game, in November, I'm rolling with LSU, but it's not a night game in November. It's a day game in October. Give me Tennessee. Um, and honestly, I think right now, even with this how this LSU team has played, I think they're they're getting better week by week. Um, but at the end of the day, I think Tennessee's offense may be a top five offense in the country. Um, Hendon Hooker has got that team rolling right now. He's an early Heisman candidate. Um, and they've been doing, they've been putting up these points without their top receiver. Um, play, uh, I mean, he's been injured the last like two weeks. Um, so I think he played some last week, but I think he's fully going to be hundred percent in this game. I think, uh, I think Rocky top rolls in this game. I'm going with Tennessee. Um, next game, we got the two, we got the red river, red river rivalry and two future SEC teams. We got Texas and Oklahoma. So Shane, I was just reading up something. I, 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 it was bothering me. What? How long it's been since neither team has been ranked, and it was really bothering me. Shane, you got to go back to 1998. 1998. Um, I was 10 years old. So, um, and that I'm 34 now. So do the math. So anyway, um, so this is one of those games, Shane, that you just throw you throw the record books books out. It doesn't matter who's ranked, who's unranked. It's it's one of those deals where you're just like, you know what? Let's roll with the punches. <laughs> I want to pick Oklahoma to win this game, Shane. I, I I really do. For the simple fact is I do not see them losing a third straight game. Texas, on the other hand, of course, they had that loss to Alabama. Um, and then, of course, they had the loss, I believe it was to Texas Tech, which was on the road. Is, is that correct, Shane? That they lo- yeah, I think yeah. that was on, they yeah, were on the road when Lubbock, they lost that yeah. game. It was in Lubbock, yeah. So, both te- of course, both teams are three and two. Uh, Oklahoma coming off two losses in a row. I personally don't see Oklahoma losing a third straight. I'll go Oklahoma. Yeah, um, I'm, a, I'm not really kept up with Oklahoma's team as I usually do. Um, I, I'm not sure who their quarterback is or anything like that. Me personally, I'm a big fan of good quarterback play. I, I like what Quinn Ayers has done this year. I would like to pick Texas, but I'm going to have to agree with you. I don't see Oklahoma lo- losing three straight because um, I I don't remember a, a time when uh the last time Oklahoma's lost three straight games. I'm going to go with the Sooners at home. Um, Next up, we got um our team – Arkansas Razorbacks traveling to Stark Vegas to go against the Mississippi State Bulldogs. 
Um, I, I I'm gonna I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm severely scared about this game. Um, I'm more scared about this game than I was with the Alabama game or the Texas A&M game. Um, because of what that offense can do. Um, and frankly, on how they do, uh, and how they do put up their points and their yards, they do it through the through the air. Will Rogers has been there for like three or four years, um, if not longer. Um, to me, he's a good quarterback. He can he can get the ball in spots that where he needs them to be. You know, I I picked Arkansas over Alabama last year for an emotional pick, but I can't do it this year. I mean, this week. Um, even though that there's this guy on Twitter, um, they host a podcast show and he's a Mississippi State fan and he's so 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 obnoxious. He's so annoying, um, with downing Arkansas and doing this and this and that. I'm gonna pick Mississippi State. Um, the last two weeks I've picked Arkansas to win and they've lost. Hopefully this is some reverse psychology. I'm picking the Bulldogs to win at home. You're muted again, bud. I, I I meant to unmute myself. I'm sorry. Um, one thing that's a little bit different with this Mississippi State team, uh, of course, I think their one loss was to LSU, which I thought was a joke. I, I thought Mississippi State should have pulled that off, but, you know, it happens. It's college football. Um, one of the things Mississippi State was not able to do last year that they've been able to do this year is have a pretty decent run defense. They only they only average they only allow 118 rushing yards per game, and considering that their passing yards are, are way up, uh, the, uh, considering their passing yardages per game is way up there. Arkansas's defense is depleted in the secondary. We keep seeing the same problems that we've seen from week one on, and uh, I just like I said, this was one of the two losses that I that I predicted for Arkansas. Unfortunately, this is going to be loss number three. I've got Mississippi State as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, I hate to see Arkansas lose three in a row for the second year in a row um, under Sam Pittman. But at the end of the day, um, our secondary is depleted. Um, not only that, but we're, we're we're statistically the worst secondary in the country. Um, and not only that, uh, we got gashed uh, last week. I was going to talk about this if we actually talked about the game last week. We got gashed for three 70-yard runs last week against Alabama, one from their running back, two from their, uh, I mean, one from their quarterback, two from their running back. And right now we can't seem to stop the big play. And right now Mississippi State's offense has got big play written all over them. Um, I think the, I don't, I don't know what the points are right now, but Mississippi State, uh, I do have winning again. And I, unfortunately, I hate to do it, but uh, moving on though, we got Buffalo uh, at, um, no, yeah, we got Buffalo traveling to Bowling Green. The last time I picked Buffalo, I was a fool. Bowling Green wins this game. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, I can't say much about this game. I don't know much about them, unless, except for that both of these teams, to my knowledge, have always been kind of not very good. Um, but I'm going to roll with you. I'm going to say the home team gets an advantage. I'm going to roll with Bowling Green. Um, and we got now Georgia Southern traveling to Georgia State. So um, Georgia State is a running team. Uh, well, they, they actually they're actually quite balanced, actually, to be, to be honest with you. Uh, both teams do not give both teams give up quite a bit of rushing yards per game. They're about the same with passing yards. This is this game is really going to be neck and neck. However, Georgia Southern scores more points. I'm going Georgia Southern. Yeah, um, I'm going to go Georgia Southern as well. I don't know much about it, but. I know Georgia State made me look like a, an idiot 
um, that first week against Arkansas State. Um, so um, I won't talk about that. But anyways, I'm going to go George Southern. Now coming up is uh, one of probably one of the matchups I'm looking forward to seeing most this week. We got number 11 Utah traveling to uh, Los Angeles and going against the, the Bruins of UCLA. Yeah, of course, you know, last week, I, you know, I, I didn't think UCLA had a chance to win, to win last week, uh, considering the fact Utah has played some very good football uh, since losing to uh, since losing to Florida. Um, they, they, they've act, they've played some, some very good football. Um, I, I really want to roll the dice here. I, I really do. I, I want to roll the dice to say, you know what? Uh, UCLA is going to pull this off. Um, they, But I was a fool last week. Uh, but I don't think they're going to fool me twice. I got Utah. All right. Um, I'm going to I'm going to go with the Bruins. Um, I've always been a Chip Kelly fan. I like to see him back in the top 25 getting that team going. I think they continue it this week and get a big win over Utah, a team that's upset my Ducks uh, two years, two of the last three years. Um, I think it's time for another team to step into that Pac-12 and tr- try to make that conference a little bit better. Um, so hopefully UCLA can do it. and I'm picking them to win at home. Um, we got Middle Tennessee State at UAB. Uh, Middle Tennessee State had a big setback um, after that huge win that they had against Miami. Uh, Alabama-Birmingham, uh, of course, ever since they shut down, ever since they've come back from shutting down their football program, uh, they continue to win. Um, they're at home. Uh, I think it's going to be a close. I think it's going to be a close matchup. Uh, give me UAB. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be a close win. Um, don't know too much about about either team except for Middle Tennessee State, State, State getting that, of course, big win over Miami. Um, but I am going to go UAB at home. Now, next game, I, I I'm not even going to pretend that I know anything about either one of these teams. Um, I'm going to go Delaware yeah. and William and Mary. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to go with William and Mary. Um, to my knowledge, they had a big win not too long ago or in the FCS level. I'm going to go William and Mary at home. Let's see here. William, William and Mary, I, I thought they had beaten a pretty big division one team, but I, I was thinking of someone else. Um, yeah, I, I was thinking of someone else. Um, I'm going to go with Delaware. Delaware is ranked right now. I think they're ranked, excuse me, they're ranked fifth in the FCS. I think, uh, William and Mary is 17th. Delaware stays undefeated. Okay, okay, okay. Um, next game up. This is probably gonna hurt Alex Light's feelings, but you know what? Fuck him because he said roll tide. And I don't ever want to <laughs> hear that come out of his mouth again. So I'm gonna go North Carolina winning this game at uh going to Miami. Miami's defense, uh, with the exception of playing against Middle Tennessee State, has actually been quite has been actually been quite okay. Um, I I don't think North Carolina's the better team. They're the most consistent team. I've got North Carolina winning as well. Yeah. Um. And I, I was kind of high on North Carolina as far as like I was letting you know you and Alex kind of you know be on the watch out for North Carolina. I think they're better than what people think. Give them credit for. Um, that's another reason why I went with them as well. Now, this game is going to hurt me to pick this team. We've got Ole Miss traveling to Vanderbilt to, to take on the Commodores. Um, I'm going to, I mean, unfortunately, it's Vanderbilt. I'm going to have to pick uh, Ole Miss winning this game. I really, really, really want to roll the dice. 
and pick Vanderbilt to win this game. I I I am huge on the Commodores this year. I really am. Um, but I I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it in this game. Uh, I'm I've got Ole Miss as well. Look, I I will go out if Vanderbilt wins this game. I will be so happy. I will go out and buy a Vanderbilt <laughs> merchandise somehow, and I will wear it <laughs> with my cam. Uh, on next week if that happens because I would absolutely love that um, but unfortunately for my pick's sake I, I can't go with it um, we got Western Kentucky traveling to San Antonio to take on the Roadrunners of uh, UTSA yeah UTSA is, has kind of they've kind of have a disappointing start uh, I think I think a lot of team, I think Alex especially um, expected expected them to be a lot better than what they are. Um, Western Kentucky, of course, they had that huge win. Uh, I would say a huge win. It really wasn't that huge of a win, but they had that. They they scored, I think it was seventy something points against uh, against um, um, Florida International, which which was not very good. UTSA, I think UTSA being at home is going to help them out a lot. I think they humble Western Kentucky. I think they pull off the win. Um, I would love to say that. I would love to pick San Antonio, your UTSA in this game. Um, but again, they continue to let me down and I can't pick somebody that continues to let me down, especially on my picks when I'm trying, I'm trying to win this pool, man. I'm trying to get up there. I understand. I, I understand. Um, and I've been a big fan of Western Kentucky. Um, even before Bobby Petrino got there, Bobby Petrino got there, got them to relevance or even more relevancy. And then they come into Arkansas, beat us with Ty Story, which was horrible to watch. But um, so I'm going to go with Western Kentucky winning that game. Um, you got now UConn traveling to Florida International. Um, who you got there? Yeah, so this is our terrible game of the week. Uh, the last time that Connecticut was part of the terrible game of the week, I think they played Central Connecticut, and they ended up winning, and I did pick them to win. Florida International, they lost 73 to nothing to West Kentucky two weeks ago, and they barely beat out New Mexico. Well, they beat New Mexico State 21 to 7. You look at UConn's schedule so far this season. Of course, they did get the winning over Central Connecticut, and I'm wanting to say Massachusetts was their other win. Let me look at this. No, they beat Fresno. Give me Connecticut. Yeah, I'm going to go UConn here. Um, you know, I. I, I think UConn kind of grew on me as a somewhat of a, an out outsider looking in fan um, when they were in like in the top 20, uh, you know, two or three years back or whenever that was um, when they had some outstanding player. I forgot what his name was, but um, I'm going to go with the Huskies here. Next on the board, we got Kansas State, which is honestly probably another surprise team for me in, in the Big 12 of uh, traveling to Iowa State. So Iowa State has not – their offense has really been kind of depleted the past couple of weeks. Um, of course, last week, they did lose to Kansas last week, so we, that, that's definitely going to be something of a mark. Um, this, uh, But this this week, um, Kansas State should win this game. I, I, I don't think that they're going to have that much issue with Iowa State. It could be a close game. Uh, but Kansas State's a little bit more athletic. I'll, I'll take Kansas State. Yeah, um, I mean, Adrian Martinez and his grandkids, they're playing outstanding football right now <laughs> over there in Kansas State. Um, I can see this a close game, but then again, on the flip side, if Iowa State can't get their offense going, I, I can see this a 17-point win for Kansas State. Um, it really depends on if the Iowa State offense can kind of get it going, but I am going to go with Wildcats um, pulling, pulling the win off um, even away. Uh, now we got Washington State. 
um, at number six, USC. Um, what you got? I'm I'm praying that you that USC loses this game. I, I really am. I, I I'm telling you, USC and Ohio State they're right there neck and neck. Uh, as far as the the two worst teams that I hate more than anything, college football. But I go with what I see. USC is a better team. USC wins this game. Yeah, um, Washington State's a little bit better uh, this year than 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 I kind of gave them credit to be. Um, but at the end of the day, I think. Uh, the Trojans' talent is still just going to be too much for them right now. Um, I would love to pick Washington State to win this game as an upset because they did get votes to get into the top 25 uh, this past week. Um, but I'm going to go with Trojans at home. Next game, um, I'm not going to spend too much time on it. I'm just going to say we got BYU uh, going to uh, Indiana or yeah, Indiana to fight on, to fight the Fighting Irish. Um, I've got BYU in this because. For some reason, if Arkansas can pull off that win, that will help BYU, and I think BYU is a better team. So, yeah, yeah, and of course, uh, no, yeah, of course, Notre Dame—they had that one. They scored a lot of points against North Carolina. North Carolina's defense isn't that great. BYU wins this game. All right, next game, I'm going to enjoy this so much pick, picking against them. We got the uh, Hawaii traveling to San Diego State. Who you got? San Diego State. It's not going to be close. Yeah, I've got San Diego State. I am now hashtag on the road for Hawaii to be the worst team in the in the country. Um, <laughs> they're only they're only one spot away, so I'm going to go with San Diego State to try and make that happen. That stern letter is still going to go out after this show, so um, still look forward to that. Um, now we've got uh, NFL picks. Um, I don't have mine pulled up right now. If you want to go ahead and pull off that first game from that. Yeah, Indianapolis travels to Denver. Um, That's a Thursday game. I, I, I think I'm going to go. I'm going to go Indianapolis. Um, I think at the end of the day, um, Denver is just not a good team. Um, as much as it hates me to say. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Colts. Well, here's the good thing. Neither's Indianapolis. This is they're just not. They're not very good. But I agree with you. I'm gonna go with Colts. Uh next up, uh, the Giants take a travel to Green Bay, Wisconsin. Um, I'm gonna go Green Bay. I'm gonna go Packers. Um, I, I, I until. Until Aaron Rodgers is not the quarterback of them, I think they've always got a chance to win the game. Um, I'm going to go Green Bay. Yeah, same. Uh, Chargers at Cleveland. Um, I agree with um, with Alex with what he said about the Chargers. They're pretty much Baltimore from last year. Um, I'm going to go Cleveland. Uh, I think even with Jacoby Brissett, they're somehow going to pull out this win. Um, at home, uh, I'm gonna go with the Browns. Uh, I'm I'm going with LA. Uh, Chicago at Minnesota. Um, I'm gonna go Minnesota. Um, I I guess like I they're still one of my favorite teams in the NFC. Um, and I I just don't think Chicago's quite there yet. Yeah, I agree. Of course, if the, if this was this were at Chicago, I I would I would roll the dice on this one. Uh, just for the fact is they do play better at home, uh, but I, I'm also going to go with Minnesota. Uh, Tennessee t- takes a trip to D.C. to take on the Washington Commanders. 
Uh, I'm sorry, my child was screaming at me. Who is playing the Commanders again? Oh, that would be uh, Tennessee. Tennessee, yeah, I'm going to go Tennessee. Um, at the end of the day, um, Commodore, the, the Commodores, the Commanders aren't a, a very good team. So. Yeah, they're really not. Uh, Houston travels to Jacksonville. Um, I've got Duval on this. Again, Houston, they they're, they're surprising me with how they're playing. Um, this year they're 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 better than what I thought, but at the end of the day, I think Jacksonville has made a bigger leap to be good or better than what Houston has. I'm gonna go with Duval at home. Yeah, Jacksonville as well. I've, I've got them at home. Seattle travels to a depleted New Orleans team. Um, I think Geno gets it done. Um, it's gonna be indoor. Um. Geno's been playing very well these last two weeks. Um, I think Seattle gets it done. New Orleans has, has, has been has been very depleted. Um, I mean, this this is going to be a good game. Um, I think New Orleans. Uh, I think New Orleans rebounds this week though. I just got a feeling they're going to rebound. Um, the Atlanta Falcons coming off a win. Excuse me. Travels to Tampa Bay. Again, I think it's just a matter of Atlanta's just not quite there. We've seen, I've, I've seen kind of like um, spurts of them looking really good on offense and then really, really, really bad. Um, and then with that Tampa defense, I don't think we're going to see another um, outcome like that, uh, like we did last week against the against the Chiefs. And uh, to to keep it short, the Falcons are not the Chiefs. Um, I'm going Tampa Bay at home. And in the same, uh, Miami takes a trip up to the, uh, to play against the. Uh, I'm guessing they're the Jersey part of the of the Jets instead of the New York Jets. So but anyway, they're still the New York Jets. Uh, so yeah, Miami, and I'm pretty sure they're, they're going to be without Tua this week as well. Yeah, I think they're going to be without Tua for a couple weeks, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know how good Teddy Bridgewater is gonna is gonna play. Um, I didn't really get to catch him. Um, coming in for Tua afterwards. Um, but I'm going to go with the Jets. Uh, I liked how Zach Wilson played last week. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Jets. Uh, it's very surprising. If if Tua was, was for sure going to be in this game and 100% healthy, it would obviously be, be, be Miami. But my biggest question mark right now is Teddy Bridgewater. How is he going to play? Is he going to play like the guy that we saw in Minnesota and at the end of his Saints career? Or are we going to see him like he was in Carolina? We don't know. So as for that reason, I'm going to go Jets. That is very true. And for all those reasons, I'm also picking the Jets. Uh, Pittsburgh travels to Buffalo. Um, Kenny Pickett's first start. Um. Happens not, to be against Buffalo. Oh my yeah, gosh! <laughs> not the one, not the one that he would probably want um, to be at Buffalo. Um, I'm sure there's going to be some kind of like crazy weather. Always seems to be some crazy weather going up there in Buffalo, New York. Um, so I'm going to go Bills, but I think Kenny Pickett plays well. I don't think it's his fault that they lose this game. It's going to be a completely 100% his fault if they lose a game because he's a starting quarterback, and the quarterback <laughs> always gets sacrificed. Go, uh, Buffalo wins this game. Uh, two two bad teams right now that looking on the way up. Uh, Detroit going to New England. Um, I haven't heard any news on Mac Jones. If Mac Jones was for sure playing in this game, I would go Mac Jones. Now, don't get me wrong, Bailey Zappi came in and played well for New England. 
But at the end of the day, um, they're just not the same team that they are with Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones does make them a little bit better. Um, but I'm going to go with the Lions uh, getting the win in New England. I'm going to go opposite way. I'm I'm going to go New England. Um, and I, I know that they played well against Green Bay, and that's I'm really not going off of that. Um, it's just Detroit has been a little dis- – like I had Detroit winning its – uh, winning, I think it was two of its first four games, and of course one and three isn't. Ter- it's not completely terrible for the first four games, uh, but considering that th- there's still a lot of things that both teams have to figure out. But New England being at home, um, I, and of course, if I at the end of the day, I think New England's defense is much better than Detroit's. I'll pick New England. Uh, San Fran coming off a big win against the Rams. They travel to Carolina, and right now Baker Mayfield looks awful right now in Carolina. Who do you got in this game? Yeah, um, I think San Francisco is a better team. I think they've got the better quarterback right now. Baker Mayfield, again, I've always been a fan of him, um, but he's just not playing really well right now. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a system. I don't know if his receivers getting open. I don't know if it's offensive line, which that's what was a big question mark last year was Carolina's Mm -hmm. offensive line. Um, But I'm going to go Jimmy G and the 49ers. They surprised me with how they played against the Rams last week. Um, I'm I'm going to ride with the Niners on this. Uh, yeah, I, I'm also going to ride with San Francisco. Carolina has just proven to be the team that everybody expected them to be, just not very good. Uh, Philly goes on the road to face Arizona. Philly is the last undefeated team left. Does Arizona get the job done? Um, No, I don't think they do. I think Philadelphia continues to be the only undefeated team right here. Um, Arizona looked a little bit better last week than they did the week before. But at the end of the day, I I did pick Philadelphia to win this division um, or their division. Uh, I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts. He's playing outstanding. That team looks great. A.J. Brown looks good. Uh, Miles Sanders can still probably get a little bit better. Um, but at the end of the day, that they're they're looking good. I'm going with the Eagles. Yeah, of course, Arizona is still still trying to figure out. They're still trying to find their identity. I mean, of course, they're. I mean, they've been trying to find their identity since they went in. Well, they win their first eight games last year, then they lost quite a bit of them afterwards. So yeah, I mean, it just they're still trying to find their identity. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Philly as well. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys travel to Los Angeles to face the Rams. Uh, I'm gonna let you pick this one, man. Uh, you know, last week you got your first your first right prediction with the Cowboys. Uh, I'm gonna follow your lead on this. If the Rams could score, I would pick the Rams. But the Rams are just not getting it done right now on offense. Um, They're having to pass the ball way too much. They're having to rely on Matt Stafford too much. Matt Stafford does typically, in his career, he does typically play well um, against the Cowboys. Um, But I'm going to give Dallas the nod on this game, uh, Shane. Um, because just cause it's just based on their defense, and right now Cooper Rush is playing out of his mind. Uh, so regardless if uh, Dak comes back this week, which I think they're eyeing next week, I don't know if they're going to eye this week or not. Um, and of course, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Dallas lost to LA last year at this time. I could be wrong. I don't remember because I think last year it was in Dallas, but I I, I don't remember. But um, yeah, g- give me a road win for the Cowboys. You know, if you would have told me before the season started that Dak Prescott would have went out in the very first game of the year and Dallas Cowboys were three and one behind Cooper Rush. Mm-hmm. Um I would have told you you're out of your fucking mind. But yep. Yep. like you're but like you said, Cooper Rush is playing great football right now. He's doing what needs to be done. 
Um, hopefully, like I said, my only issue right now is that run game with Dallas, but I think they figure it out. I don't know what, but I think I've got a feeling that Ezekiel, let Tony Pollard, whatever it may be, I think they figured out this game. Um, and like you said, I don't know right now if LA can score, um, which, I mean, Dallas has been right there on that brink scoring between 18, 25 points a game. Uh, I'm going to go with Dallas uh, on the road. Cincinnati goes on the road to face Baltimore. Um, both teams, uh, I thought very high up coming into the year, both not where I thought they would be at this point in the year. I thought right now, both teams would probably be three and one, maybe one, three and one, one, four and oh, um, but me personally, I have more faith right now in that Cincinnati offense than I do Baltimore. I'm going to go with the Bengals, uh, in this one. Yeah, and for just what, what you just said, of course, the Bengals, they've started to look a little bit uphill. Uh, they're protecting uh, Joe Burrow just a little bit more. Uh, Baltimore right now, they're just like, it, it's like defensively, they look lost. I know they played well um, against Buffalo. That was the best defensive performance they've had so far. But um, I've, I think Cincinnati uh, wins this game um, in close fashion. Then the last one, our Monday night game, uh, Las Vegas travels to face the Chiefs of Kansas City? Um, I think Vegas comes out and surprises us and makes this one a little closer than what people are wanting. Um, But at the end of the day, um, 3-1 Kansas City Chiefs, they've got Patrick Mahomes, and right now they're playing better football. I'm going to go with the Chiefs at home. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. Uh, I, you know, I had Vegas winning this division, Shane. I had so I was I had Vegas on this high expectation rope this year, and they have just not played well. They have not played up to par at all this entire season. There's a couple of games that they should. I mean, that they should be three and one right now, Shane. Not one and three. That's just the that's just the bottom line of it. And uh, and of course, I think if I'm not mistaken, Shane, I think I had Vegas winning this game. Whenever we did the whenever we did the first NFL predictions, I think I had I had picked Vegas to win this game just to set a toner for the division. But uh, Kansas City right now they're playing very good football right now. I know they have that one loss on their shoulder, but they're not as bad as the Vegas Raiders are right now. I've got Kansas City as well. Alrighty, well, um, any other thoughts about any other games or anything going on in in the football world before we uh, start closing out the show? Nah, go ahead and close us out. Go ahead and close us out. Nothing else today. All right, man. Um, so this has been a little longer show, um, and I blame Alex for it. Um, he's not here to to rope me and Ricky in, and me and Ricky always have great conversations. Um, so that's that's what I'm blaming this on. But guys, be sure to um, whenever you're watching this, uh, whether it was live here right now or recorded later, um, be sure to leave us a like, hit the subscribe button, um, go. Be sure to hit the links down below. That's where our Twitter is. That's also where you're going to hit uh, our Discord link to where you can join in on the conversation um, and as well maybe buy some merch that's already in our current store and our website that's linked below or maybe check out some Agent Inc. stuff that's going to be coming out soon. Be sure to use our codes for Rogue and Wayward Beard Company. Um, with that being said, looking forward to the week of football. Hopefully the Razorbacks can bounce back from a loss. Um, Hopefully um, our teams win this week, whatever it may be. Um, and uh, thank y'all for listening to a terrible football show, guys. See y'all next week.
Hogs. Go Hogs. I hate Ohio State. Whoever's playing Ohio State, go not Ohio State.